So boys, today there was another pre-order from XO6. And I was like, I think I've got this character in my collection already. So I went through my closet, I'm digging through like my big like toy cardboard box with all of my old carded figures from Star Trek that I had. And I have still uh, Major Kira, Deep Space Nine, still in card. I wouldn't call it minty. It's a little, it's a little bent. But it made me think about six scale and hot toys and, and all of the things because one of the things that I always thought was the coolest part of hot toys was that when you got it in hand you were encouraged to take it out of the box and pose it and display it and almost every other toy I'd ever collected up to that point that I wanted to retain its value on I kept it on the card so I ask you guys if you had to leave your hot toys in the box would you still buy them Maybe. Maybe. Like those vintage ones. Yep. Those vintage... I know a lot of people wanted to keep those in box. So you slick. have to keep it in the box. You could never open it. Can't yeah, open zero, it. Have to leave zero it in the box. Zero chance. That is like 99% yeah, that's what you're buying of the fun, for, if right? not more. Okay. okay. Especially because you can't even see... Like, you know, except for like the... What are those? The retro style ones? You can't even see them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand people that do that. Like, the figure arts collectors, there's some of them that collect the convention exclusives but they're like when you buy them they ship it in a cardboard box that doesn't even say like in english dragon ball like it's just mm-hmm. like a cardboard box like i don't i mean there's I don't, some I don't nice art boxes though right i mean i display some of my art boxes and i like the look of hot toys art boxes but that's what i'd feel like i was collecting and we we all know collectors out there who have kept their their figures in the box i don't know what do you think marco yeah, 0% chance I would ever do that. These figures are meant to be opened and enjoyed. Now, to each their own, right? Some folks like to hold mm-hmm. on to them and think that they may gain value. That feels like a really losing proposition these proposition these days. Um, so, yeah, I would never, ever, um, you know, buy a hot toy. I couldn't imagine, like, the Captain America, the Falcon version, or, you know, this Carnage, that they're kind of pushing the higher end of what these figures cost. To spend that many hundreds of dollars to then keep it in the box just seems criminal to me. <laughs> that's fair yeah i agree completely um i mean you could be like marco though and like open that great captain america and then put him in the back of the shelf I mean, the worst <laughs> things can happen the only person with massive wings come on <laughs> he's also the only well um i don't like it i don't like it i i don't see the appeal i don't see the appeal like even there's marvel legends collectors that uh because the side of the box has artwork on it Mm-hmm. They have so many that they tilt them to the side. So it's like you're not even looking at, like, you might as well collect prints at that point, I feel. Right? Is that just me? I mean, but still, some parts of collecting is still just knowing that you have it, right? And so I can still see the appeal of, of having it. As I said, I've got a ton of Next Generation figures and Deep Space Nine figures and old Batman figures that are still on the card. And I've kept them like that for 15 years, 20 years. Uh, and now it feels like it would be crazy to take them off. But I still like Hot Toys boxes, so I, I could see myself displaying it without taking it out, potentially. Depends on the figure. Anything different, uh, TC or, or Eddie? I uh, always take figures out of the box, except for those retro Star Wars figures. I have two. Ooh. I've got R2, and I've got Luke Pilot. And R2 you can see in the box, but uh, I just, I don't know, it's not nostalgic for me because I never had the Kenner stuff. But I just like the fact that you can display a Hot Toy in the box, because since i started collecting it's always 
know, take the figure out, enjoy it. That's great. But it's just a different, like a different aspect of my display. One or two figures in the box, the rest of them out of the box, just give something different. So do you think those are going to stay in the box for forever? You're not tempted to pull them out? No, because I have other versions. Like I'm going to, I have Bespin Luke. So to me, that's fine. I might get Mando Luke. I've got enough Lukes out of the box. I'm also a little bit afraid of the the pilot suit because it's got so many things going on. So kind of just leave the uh, QC issue out of it. But uh, R2, I can see in the box. So I'll keep it in there. I guess the good thing about Hot Toys, though, is it is collector-friendly packaging, uh, i.e. like you could pull it out of the box. And like you could, like when, when you sell Hot Toys, it's kind of like, when does it go from being sealed to being open? And I, I feel like the distinction is when the when the shipper box tape is cut, even though it is just generic, you know, packing tape or whatever they use for those. But you can al- always repackage, you know, if you wanted to take it out, display it, and then down the line, you could always do that. Admittedly, you're going to lose a little bit of value from it not being truly sealed, but I don't really know that there's that many people that pay extra for sealed hot toys. Maybe... I don't know. Usually it's almost like people want you to open it to inspect it. Right? What do you think about that, Ben? There is a premium though, right? And I think Ben, you're still on mute, but there's a premium for mint in box hot toys, but it's not that much. It's not as much as I expected when I first got into the hobby. What do you think, Ben? I don't know. I think if I'm buying it from like a Facebook user or secondary, I, I almost would want them to have it at least open to the point that I could see that the plastic was still on the sculpt and everything. Like, there's there's an element of like Zach said you could put that back together up to a certain extent but um, I don't know I don't I don't I don't trust it enough to buy a, sh- a sealed shipper without at least even seeing the contents like that could just be stuffed with a weighted blanket or something crazy <laughs> and and I've been scammed before so I don't know you should have uh... opened with that I've <laughs> been scammed before. <laughs> Wow, we didn't have the thing set up. What the hell? What are we doing here today? Off your Let's game, fix bro. all of this. I'm up. Zach, well, no, Zach there's four other people here. Zach glue in the back, in the back room. Then. After dark? Wow. <laughs> I, well, Eddie, shut up. I'm trying to find the damn thing. TC's like, why did I come on What is happening? What is happening? Fantastic. Fantastic. Roll the intro. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought in a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Joey Locke and the this is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Marco. I'm Ben. I'm Eddie. And I'm TC. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. Yeah, I just wanted to thank everyone watching live or on the replay tonight. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> you really phoned that one in, Mark. You know, <laughs> I, I forgot that I had to do it. We are, we are feeling the lack of Dean in here, but we're, you know, we're going to make do. Jesus, Marco. Uh, we got Greg in the chat, 99 cent uh, super sticker. Let's check in with who we got today. We got Sam Gist. We got Lane Kramer. Punisher XS, Brian Fontaine. Supposedly, I'm told that TC is saying there may be a collab in the works. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Baby Boy 562, it's been a minute. Excited to tune back into the Ben Thomas show. Toy Mafia, Carlitos, Sam Gist, Thor Gaming, 16 Fix, Bad Fish, Absolute Irwin, Mark Pearson, Alvin J, Tukatri, Sean Forrester, Lane the Legend, Kramer. We got Baby Girl 707. Shout out to the Baby family in the chat. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ninja Squirrel 30, Jose G Hernandez, uh, DJ. Uh, Greg is, keeps posting that. Uh, we also have Alvin J. Can you read that for me, Mark? Yeah, so Alvin J is saying, what if you're forced to give up your spaces due to family and or friends needing a place to stay? Would you still buy new stuff knowing you won't regain your space for another couple of years? So I guess Alvin's maybe saying, you know, buy something, keep it in the box. And then for a future collection setup, once you've, you know, cleared out that those friends or family, what do you guys think? I mean, it's a good question. I think if you could afford a, like a storage unit of some sort, then that's always an option. Uh, if that wasn't on the table, uh, then I would say hold off collecting for a little while. Save yourself the space. Uh, the cool thing about collecting is shit keeps coming back, the stuff that we've seen in the past. And there's a lot of really cool stuff to look forward to, a lot of great content that's going to come. Collectibles will always be there for us. It just depends on what generation of them you want or need to have in your collection. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> uh, no, I'm being dead serious. That was good. I, I struggle with it. I struggle with FOMO every once in a while, and I'm worried, like, oh, well, it's never going to come out again. And Sure enough, yeah, You definitely it is. shouldn't be. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry, I cut you off. Um, yeah, you shouldn't definitely be collecting for the space you may have. I know that's an issue that I've run into a few times. And then by the time you go to display everything, you're like, oh, I'm out of space again. Or they've got a reissue, like Ben said. There's these collection you know, cycles are always so cyclical. So I would say be disciplined and don't collect for that space you may have one day. There you go. We got Commander Gree in the chat. Let's see here. Uh, sorry, I'm still under the weather, so I'm going to be in and out today. Chris V, Chris Tron, uh, Bathurst says hashtag Jurassic World Life, Abe Dunk TV with a super chat. Wine and die, my boy Zach. Had lots of fun. Uh, Marco, we have a very special segment that we kick off all the best shows with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. All right. So what did y'all get new this week? week? Oh, right. out. Oh. You did so okay. Actually, Marco oh. did so good on that one. I like the so energy. The fun. I'm trying Very to put nice. my own spin on it. You cannot. I'm giving. Dean, I'm giving but... a bonus point right here because he <laughs> oh, yeah. killed it, baby. Little skipped... for for Marco there. All right. There we he go. skipped the yeah. yeah. You yeah, can't if you would have yeah, yeah, gotten two bonus yeah. points, but exactly. We actually have. I have an idea. Because last show, my idea was so terrible that I was roasted in the group for the for the hot seat idea. So like I'm gonna take it one step further and do something even stupider. So we have we have some fun stuff tonight. Uh, but Marco, what'd you get to this? Yeah, so I got this uh, Mars Toys prank villain, aka the Joker, the '66 Joker. One that I initially didn't plan on getting. You know, when it came out, it looked terrific. They did a second run 
on one six kit. And so I was like, you know what? It looks too dang good. It's like one of those transcendent figures that we talk about where maybe I don't have the extreme love for the property, but it just is such a beautiful one six figure. Wanted to pick it up. There's been a lot of reports of issues with the second batch. And so I can report that, you know, I had some of those issues. So the vest was, it came kind of uh, busted a part of it. At first I thought it was ripped, but after messaging with, um, with kit, it, there's basically double-sided tape. You can kind of rearrange the, the vest to push the magnets back in. And so I was able to, to futz it so it looks okay or, or it looks good. And then the body is a little suspect. So it doesn't necessarily, it, it's standing no problem at all, but I've, I'm a little bit afraid of the longevity of the body. So those are two really, uh, you know, pretty major complaints, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. They have said that they will, you can buy a replacement kit for um, the vest. And I think the shirt as well. On yeah, one six kit and the, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> so that. 10, 10 bucks for, for the shipping on that. Um, so go, go ahead and read this one if you want. Yeah. So Sam says, are you going to address Dean not being here? Please give me some comfort and tell me Dean's not on the outs. Um, I think that all good things come to an end and, um, oh my gosh. just kidding. No, we, we mentioned it last week. He, he's, um, yeah, bend and laugh. That would have been the perfect. I was getting all my acting chops out. <laughs> no, like, uh, oh, poor T. <laughs> so, um, he, the official that he's told me to say is he's been nursing an injury and he will be back soon. And that's all the information I've been permitted to share with you guys. He's not dead or dying. I think Fern had said he died. I got a bunch of very concerned messages. Jeez. He is very much amongst the living. Um, however, with his injury, it's just a bit uncomfortable for him to be sitting up. And so he, um, he's going to be out this week, uh, maybe <laughs> next week. I don't know, but, uh, he, he, he is probably in the chat. So Dean, if you're in the chat, I asked him to post a message yesterday, but I don't think he got to it, but he'll, he'll be back as soon as he can. And he misses you guys more than you miss him. If Dean's super high on painkillers, I can't wait to see whatever kind of message he leaves people in the chat. Don't take anything he says seriously if you see a message from Dean. Yeah, there you go. Love there Dean. You go. It does feel like he's dead, though, hearing his voice in the new this week thing, and then he's Jesus. not here. Hurts wow. my soul. I miss him, that's all. R.I.P. There you go. <laughs> F. Okay, Wellington, so... uh, is Dean the voice and the master predictor? There you go. Speedy recovery to predictor. Dean. How dare you, Sean? Did Dean break his back from carrying the show? How the fuck is Dean? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is actually his last episode. Uh, wow. Eddie, what did you get? Uh, so it's been a while since I've gotten anything, but today I got in a uh, Hercules print that is a G-Clay. I don't know the difference between art prints and, and G-Clay, so sorry for any print people out there, but... This was uh, limited to 100 pieces. It was dropped like a couple months ago, and I finally got shipping on it. Um, and there was two variants. There was an acrylic panel variant that was like limited to 30, but I didn't need that. I was cool with the regular. It was like half the price, and so I got that in today. I, didn't, I haven't pulled it out of the tube yet or anything, so that's why I just went with the pick off the website. But I slowed way down on prints, and this is like one of my favorite movies of all time so i had to get hercules one of my favorite characters of all time so wow yeah that was pretty cool how do you store this or do you i recently bought a portfolio and so this is 24 by 36 so i bought a 24 by 36 portfolio uh that i 
finally started putting all my prints in because before that everything was in tubes for years so now i'm finally able to keep them flat and in decent condition you know eddie if you keep up the way that you're going you might have a shot at being the live action actor for hercules they just casted a latin Jeez. snow white so i mean you i think you might be the... prime prime cut to be honest oh damn okay from zero to zero just like towards. that from zero to zero um wow like the first Sons half of the movie bitches. but um <laughs> just kidding so h what's the size on this this print? Uh, 24 by 36 that's Dude, that's like clean i mainly only get 24 by 36 these days so here we go geekly fine art prints are extremely high quality arch ar wow archival grade digital prints that use an ultra fine inkjet printing process to produce image of intense color and vibrancy. That sounds like what my printer said on the back of the box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what my Canon printer said. Oh, <laughs> Canon what the says. fuck, bro? The, uh, 24 by Shouldn't all prints really have color and uh, ultra detail? Sorry, PC. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the, uh, the uh, 24 by 36 prints, even though they take up a ton of space on the wall, they're, they're, real, they're just beautiful prints. Yeah, dude, they're really nice, and they're... They're pretty fucking huge. Like, they're not as big as movie poster prints, but they're pr they're a pretty good size. Like, it's hard just to keep the the portfolio stored, like, to find a space to to be able to lay it flat like that. Have you gotten any of that size framed? Because that's what scares me. I'd want it framed, and it's like that's a whole other cost. I have not yet. Um, I know it's expensive, and I'll probably get some frames soon. Like, I've been wanting to do that, but that's why I got the portfolio, just so I could at least have them stored good and, like, be able to look at them when I want to. But I have yet to, to get any of that done yet. Wow. Congratulations, Eddie. Thank you. Uh, TC, what did you get? I got these guys, the uh, Back to the Future 3 figures. So, pretty cool. I mean, the Marty's great. The Doc, the head sculpt, you know, it's not their best, but... Uh, I just, I love the outfits of these guys. They're just some really cool suits. Got the Western vibe. The fact that you can't take off the hat is a little disappointing, but, um, you know, other than that, I no real complaints. I just, I just like Back to the Future figures. I think they're just, they're just classy and, uh, yeah, happy to add them. Just really quality work by Hot Toys on the tailoring. If wow. the new or the third version of the DeLorean came out, would you consider that? Oh, yeah. I would consider that one the white wall tire version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would. I've. Be cool. I don't know. It's it's you know what, the thing is I don't have a ton of space in my office. This is pretty much my whole display. I could give a tour one time, but I could really only get one vehicle. Mm -hmm. So if it's the vehicle, it's either DeLorean from the third movie, or it's the Batmobile from a Robert Pattinson film. So Ooh. I don't know. I think right now there there's only one version of the uh, the Batmobile that you can buy. I'm hoping Inart makes one or Hot Toys, but uh. It would be close. I'd have to decide. I'd take it. I'd have to decide over like the course of a year. But, What's uh, your favorite of the three DeLoreans? The th I like the third one. Third one. Is. Yeah. I, cool. I just because I like the white wall tires. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a great Fair. look. TC's a classy guy. Cool. Um, good pickup, buddy. Congrats. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Look at look at you. That's how me and Mark are going to dress to Oxcon, actually. <laughs> that's right. And with the hoverboard too. That's such a great touch. Like that makes me want the figure by itself. Oh yeah. Was Very that cool packed in? It was. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Look at that. Let's I should go. do my homework. Uh, so I picked up on my lunch the Spider Armor Mark One Marvel Legends. Um, it is okay. It's not great. 
Um, it it doesn't have, I think, the articulation that a spider character needs to have, and it also they added web effects instead of extra hands, which I always hate that they do that. Um, but it is going to look nice on the shelf. The paint is really metallic. Um, it it does look, I think, pretty decent. So very excited to have this in the collection, and now the spider collection grows one more. I think at some point I'm going to need to go to like a 36 inch shelf instead of a 24. Uh, even with the risers that I have, the little one, two, three inch hex risers, uh, pretty much out of space. So very excited to have this collection. I've, I've been looking at it for about a year and I finally found someone that had it for retail. So, uh, really excited to have picked that up. Are the proportions a bit odd on this one? Cause it kind of looks like a Nino wearing a Halloween costume. Is it, does it look like that in hand? A little bit. Um, like I said, it doesn't have the butterfly joints. Um, and the legs also articulate a bit awkwardly. So he can't really get into any, I'm like, I'm sure you could pose it in a cool pose, but I was finding difficulties like doing like a crouching pose or doing like, you know, like a very dynamic spider pose. And to be fair, like, I don't know a lot about this armor. I really just wanted it to kind of start completing like the retro spider set. Uh, but yeah, this is, um, I like it. It's just not, like, I don't even really think that he could pose, like, the pose on the box. Like, that crouched down. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's just an okay figure. If it wasn't $20, I would not have picked it up. Hmm. If it was $25, there's, there's no way. Do you repaint but, any of these line uh, of figures, or do you usually just keep them kind of just out of the box? I know you did that with your Bad Batch figures, and that elevated those, like, yeah. crazy. So... With the Bad Batch, they're very realistic sculpted. Um, and so I was basically just adding weathering to make them look a little bit more realistic. With this one, I do like the comic slash animated style that they have. So um, I haven't repainted. I did repaint like one half of a face to be the black Spider-Man mask, which I talked on After Dark about. But no, generally speaking, I don't repaint them. Um, just one, because I don't think that they need it. Um, two, when you articulate it, the paint, like, especially with like the, the butterfly joints, it'll get like rubbed off mm -hmm. and three paint is really hard to match to like casted plastic. Um, the texture and the tone and like the opacity is just different. It just really bothers me. So, uh, I don't do it too often, but, um, like if I had like the live action stuff, I did do some repainting on that, like adding the panel lines or. Uh, doing a little bit more detail or weathering. I have done that in the past. But these ones, they're comic style uh, slash animated style, so I don't uh, don't typically do that. Hmm. And uh, Richard Garcia says, I remember that. Suit the good old extreme mm -hmm. 90s. Uh, let's do a quick update here. So uh, the predictions, still nothing really but Dean's three choices. Uh, we'll see a I bit would argue that you and I both got a point here, though, right? Because we got Iron Man, which is the character... We just haven't received that specific version of the Iron Man. Which Iron Man do we get? Uh, so Rainbow we'll talk one. about it, right? There you go. No, the uh, oh, it's I was the, like, uh, wow, cart the comic inspired one. That no, there's a Rainbow one. Joke. I think it was. I'm a not joke. joking. I think it was. It was a joke. Oh, that was a fake. Yeah, yeah, he was messing with people. He got me too. I immediately went looking for it. That looks sick. Wow, I'm upset now. Wow. Dang. It's got, like, my I look forward to it. We'll, we'll, like a we'll little sprinkle a, Iron Man. We'll need to review the tape because I, I do think that we had picked a um, 
a a armor. Yeah, because Saifel's right. Like, does Dean right for getting two random blue mandos? I don't know. I gotta check the tape on that one. But uh, Dean is still with three. Uh, one six fix at this point with zero or one. Uh, ben with zero and Eddie with zero. But there is a rumor mill, and I think we'd get some points from that if, if any of these rumors hold true. Uh, the rumors are Common Rider, Black Sun, and Shadow Moon, John Wick Chapter 4, Iron Man Mark II Diecast Remake, Iron Man Mark 42 Diecast Remake, which is what um, I had guessed, Mark 47 Remake, which is what Marco had guessed. Mark 47. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3, Adam Warlock and Drax. Uh, Star Wars, DC The Flash Second Suit, which I believe is what Eddie would get, 1-6 Prey, and then a quarter-scale Iron Man Mark II or six. These are for the Comic-Con on July 28th, which uh, is ACGHK overseas. So uh, it, it seems like, you know, let's see, there's uh, a pot potential point for me. Uh, Dean would still have three. Marco would have a, a point there. Uh, ben would have a point. And uh, Eddie would have a point as well. So we'll see mm -hmm. if any of these uh, actually come to fruition. Um, do you guys want to talk on any of these rumors real quick before we move on? Well, we have already seen the, the Drax now, right, on the, on the Sideshow Con. Uh, yeah, so they, they we have. That, and we'll, we'll, get and to that we'll say Hot Toys put out a post that they have the Prey license. So this is kind of mm -hmm. starting to add up for sure. So where there's yeah. smoke, there may be fire, honestly. I'm hoping for that John Wick. I not even just for the point. I actually want the fix. I did too. <laughs> you know, so. I'd love to I see a 42, like... a 42 Ooh, yeah. remake. Because yeah. that, that figure has always been, you know, it's, it was. I think the first one was made in like 2015 or something. It's a bad figure. And they never fixed it. <laughs> so it deserves yeah. a remake. Such a and cool that was... design. Is that Age of Ultron? Uh, Iron Man 3. The, yeah, the 43 was Age of okay. Ultron. Age of Ultron. 42 okay. is the one... With all the pieces. The Prodigal Son, the gold one. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay, that's an incredible armor. And that was exactly my argument, which was TC is saying. It's like the 42 was released a long time ago. I want to say it was the second die-cast figure, uh, I believe after the Iron Patriot. And um, it just doesn't have the modern articulation, the modern, uh, the way the batteries are incorporated. So I think that would be prime for a remake and then... Marco would guess the Mark 47, which, you know, Mark 46, Mark 47. It's a mold that they've been playing around with lately, but... Yeah, what would they do guesses. with 47? It would have to be like a neon holographic. tech or holographic. Yeah, exactly. It'd have to be. I read it's like yeah. uh, the open version. Oh, there you go. That's actually a great point, TC. Yeah. Yeah, the suit-up version or whatever. That'd be um, pretty cool. Well, it makes sense because in, in the movie, he does sort of like pop out of the suit, right? Like it... It all yeah. opens, and he can just walk in and out of it. So, If they added a Tony Stark with that, now I would be very interested. I would pick up another one for sure. Same. Uh, TX Boy is saying, CW are going to be some of the best displays out there, in my opinion, overtaking a ton of other collectors. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, yeah, also, baby. also the most random one on here is just Star Wars. I'm very intrigued by what that yeah, would I couldn't be. Translate, very broad. <laughs> I couldn't translate that those uh, characters. I I tried a few times, and Google was, wasn't spitting anything out. So maybe I just had some wrong settings, but I'm also ignorant, so I, I don't know what that language is. That you are. Um, Hot Toys, uh, Apo with Bark, and then also the Bark Heavy Trooper uh, were released. Uh, I think the weathering on these looks fantastic, which, uh, of course, it does. Um, I, I still feel like, 
Apo isn't really Apo. It it just seems like a generic um, clone officer, uh, especially in the comics and in the books and in the movies. It, it just doesn't really match up with what we've seen. However, you know, obviously Hot Toys got it pushed through with that name. So, you know, I guess that's Apo. That's what he looks like now. Uh, but I think it looks excellent. I think I think you got two different options. I think Lane said he had this one coming, so we may have it unboxing soon. But I, I like the look of these. I think, um, you know, I certainly think that they're going to go well with people's collections. And uh, excited to see collectors start to get these uh, and unbox them. And I completely agree with Sean Forster. Apo needs a head sculpt. Uh, but Marco, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think this set is completely fine, right? Like these speeders are fine. They look nice, right? The trooper designs are, are completely fine. And I'm just going to keep saying the word fine, but I want to more respond to the FOMO that I'm seeing going on, right? So like for a release that doesn't do much for me, I think we're kind of starting to turn this corner from everyone was like, oh, let's like wait. And then now the the panic buying and like, okay, I can't find it anywhere. That's been happening with, I know Cad Bane um, and this release and a few others. Um, so I think it would be one that would sit around, like let's say the hot toys had produced their normal amount. It would be around for forever, but because there's that scarcity there, it seems to people are losing their mind a little bit. So I think we just all have to ask ourselves, like, is this something that truly would fit your collection that you have space for, or are we just chasing it because there's that form that FOMO out there? And I think it's, it's kind of hard to parse out because it is exciting. And I think this model that they're going after now is is positive and it's kind of reinvigorating a lot of the market um, but there's just so much coming out that yeah there's no way that like people are saying oh this is going to be like a chase is going to be double retail maybe but there's just like it, it's still so oversaturated that i'm very um skeptical about that rhetoric so yeah overall yeah. like it fine releases but it's just uh doesn't live up to the hype in my opinion that's fair One, i mean I'll, go ahead oh sorry let me just tear up that for one second um i did see some posts that uh, people have been making uh, with the current market prices for a lot of these figures, um, typically in the past, you know, you'd been able to get those bargain bin deals. Like Dino says, like, I got a brand new rocket for 80 bucks. Like, you, know, you could typically score some sweet figures. But I think, like Marco always says, we a lot of collectors didn't really know what the game was, right? Like, do you are we still able to pre-order, uh, or rather to wait on our pre-order, have it come out, maybe snatch it for a deal? seems like the production numbers on these may be a, bit, a little bit lower. Um, the demand is much higher than the supply at the moment for these overseas. And so you're starting to see prices go up quite a bit. So um, we could be very much in that era where uh, you have to make decisions very fast. You have to pre-order without that full information. So uh, sorry, Ben, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, but I completely uh, agree with the Marcos. No, I think those are great points. Uh, and I was going to say, I'm going to keep my points relatively brief. I am not a huge Clone Wars fan yet. I'm still just getting through the end. I just finished the end of season two. I just started season three. Uh, people tell me it gets better after season four. So I'm like, I'm, I'm almost there. Um, I have a hard time telling these these troopers apart after this many releases. I'm not going to lie. Um, when you were saying this isn't Apo in your mind, I, I Googled Apo just to see what he looked like in the cartoon uh, or in the animated series. Uh, he, he, is he, is he, is it always missing the, like the downward shaped arrow on the front yeah, of the so helmet? Like he, tell me the differences if you can. Yeah. So a little bit of it is like, I think it's like that classic George Lucas thing where it's like, Oh, actually that character is that character. Hmm. So, if you remember in episode three, 
Um, this stormtrooper or uh, clone trooper, rather. Uh, let's see. When uh, Bail Organa is trying to get into the temple, and one of the clone troopers is like, "Nah, bro, it's time to go." That is allegedly Apo. In the um, Clone Wars cartoon, he does have this arrow, mm-hmm. and a lot of the figures that have come out for him do have that arrow, and so a lot of people attribute that because Apo was was uh, inspired by Apa from the Last Airbender, the character name and design. And so that arrow is very synonymous with yeah. the inspiration, and thus the clone. Seems uh, like a but huge a lot of miss, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, people have you know some different artwork that shows that he may have, at some point, uh, kind of switched over to the more hot toy style, which is here. Uh, but I think uh, for collectors, myself included, like the iconic Apo look is with the the um, the arrow, and in the books, um, some of the. Uh, they used to be canon. They're not technically canon anymore, but um, Apo was Darth Vader's five hundred first commander, right? So like Cody That's a was, weird... was, um, was for Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, and Apo was for for Anakin. It's a weird omission, though, in terms of the arrow, unless they plan on giving us another version with the arrow. So you have to double dip. That's the only reason I could see they would do it. Oh, that would piss me off. I I don't know. I have, they better not do that. Say full size season three and four. I don't think he's that big of a character that they would do it. People that would phase one and phase that'd be rough. His phase one and phase two armors do have the arrow, but. Send it to yeah. Zach's Wonderland uh, for repainting. Uh, Zayful says uh, season three and four are pretty good too, Ben. Hopefully you get to enjoy it. Sam Gia says, do you roll out a favor and stop watching? Uh, that nails this for me. Objectively, these are still really cool figures. The vehicle is awesome. Uh, the 6 scale vehicle makes the figures look a little on the smaller side, so you can see just how big that would be in your collection. It's a lot to commit to. Uh, but if you are the collector uh, you know, who loves Clone War series... Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty badass. So I might have to do what uh, Sam is recommending and stop watching before I get a nostalgia punch in the chest at some point. Because if I like it, I always have that desire to buy it. Uh, if I can avoid it, sometimes that's okay. But you still got to appreciate the content that's out there and not collect everything if you can avoid it. What about you, TC? What do you think of this release? I mean, the release is awesome. I I don't I don't buy clones because you know it's just another thing. If I bought clones, I'd be buying. You know, way too much stuff so i don't buy clones but i mean the weathering looks great like zach said um i love over the years how hot toys has always improved their clones and this is no different this just looks great but i just would caution people like it might be hot right now but there's almost always stock in the in the years after i mean i know it's a new model now but like i can go on i say this often pop culture has them in stock you can probably find them at local comic stores I just, I don't know, if you're on the fence or you're having FOMO, I'd maybe just take a step back, wait it out, and see. Because at the end of the day, it is a vehicle, so it is more expensive. And usually there's, you know, straggler pieces at smaller shops. And uh, just, I don't know, just my thought. But as far as the quality, and it looks good. Like, all good points, TC, because I agree with you, even just in terms of, like, the one twelfth size vehicles. Like, I've got the McFarlane um, Batbike here uh, from the, the Batman film, nice. just on the desk. But I've had a hard time finding a place in the collection room for this scale, let alone six scale vehicles. So, again, like, it would have to be the vehicle that I absolutely need, kind of like you were saying with the DeLorean or the or the Bat uh, Batmobile there earlier, because uh, otherwise it's so hard to hard to justify the space. Yeah, them. I mean, and and also like the one negative on these speeders is so I've heard I've never had them in my hand is that the 
the handles are flimsy. It, it does look like there's some some loose plastic pieces potentially that could you know be problematic, but you know that's just one little slight negative. But yeah, I, I think I think it looks great. I think the I think it looks cool. I like the sidecar. I didn't realize you'd be able to do so much with it. Um, it's like super articulated. There's a lot of articulation on the speeder itself too, with um, the fins being able to move, the turret gun in the front, and yeah, you can. Uh, the way it attaches to the sidecar is cool. And then um, I love clones, and I love Clone Wars, so it's really that's really cool. I think. I think it'll be sought after just because I feel like Star Wars fans really want vehicles, and this is a vehicle that we've never had before. All the other vehicles we've had in different versions or different paint jobs, this is new. So that was cool, and I think that it will pair really well with the ATST that's coming out. So that's really cool. Um, and clones are hot. Like people are building big clone displays right now. So. It's some of my favorite hot toys. I, I love clones. I wish I could have a big clone display, but with how expensive the figures are now and like I want other main characters, it's kind of hard for me to just get a big clone display, but I think it's really cool. Um, so, yeah. Eddie, obviously this is being produced in much lower numbers, but those speeder bikes were never, those never really took off, right? Like the, people were blowing them out, selling them for half off, both retailers and people, you know, just trying to get rid of them. So I think, you know, just that space consideration, like, like the other guys said, could just play a big factor. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe because of the clone and, you know, Star Wars factor, it could become a chase, but I don't know. People are losing their mind. So TXBoy210 also says here a really good point, I think. He says that, uh, I think most fans are upset because they want the clones, but they're locked behind the paywall for the speeders. So if you want all clones that are available. Completely agree then you have to buy this. I That A does make it slightly more collectible in that sense, I suppose. But it is a bit of a piss off if you don't want to commit uh, to this kind of size of set uh, for a full well, Just sell the speeder. I mean, you I'm could, sure people but... want the speeder that don't want the clone. That is a good point, though, because yeah. clones are always... Everyone loves clones. They're super collectible. So this could buck the trend because it's tied to a clone. And you're, gonna, you're not going to sell your clone without the the speeder so if you got the clone in your clutch you you're, you know you've got the speeders just kind of works in tandem how much different is the clone to like pieces that you could get with rex or just a 501st trooper he has rex's pauldron thing he has it's a 501st trooper helmet i don't it's know how different the armor is yeah you get the different the ammo pouches with the strap I think the pauldron may be a little different. I think Rex has the double pauldron. I could be wrong, though. Um, with the other one, this one has, like, the Captain Vaughn slash Captain yeah. Cody um, helmet visor thing and then the sort of mohawk thing. Uh, and then the paint is different. Um, I do think it's pretty lame to lock a character like Apo behind this paywall. I said that when this was first solicited. But like Eddie said, this is going to be a sweet display with the... Um, uh, I'm sorry, what is it? The AT... ST? RT, ST? I thought the it clone was version. Yeah. yeah, the little clone walker, which uh, were solicited around the same time, so that one is likely right around the corner. Uh, you're going to see a lot of really nice clone displays here coming soon, so... Oh, yeah. uh, really excited to see these starting to pop up in people's collections, and like I said, we may have one to unbox with Lane uh, on unboxing at some point in the future. Uh, Hot Toys did release the classic Loki figure. Um... I think this is one of Hot Toys' uh, better 
expressive portraits. Um, and I do, I do really like this figure. I like the, the different textures, which I think Hot Toys always balances really well. Um, you got the different, like the pleather of the neck collar. You got that sort of pleather of the strip down the middle, uh, matched with the green fabric. I, I really do, uh, like the look of this. And I think the serious portrait or the non-smiling portrait, uh, I think is, is, is also extremely well done. Um, this looks good. I'm not personally interested in this, but I got to say, um, I, I think that they've done quite well with this and, and you do get a lot of cool little additions to this, uh, to this figure. So, uh, definitely, uh, like Tremble says here, would be good to see a, a in-hand comparison of Soso Toys Classic Loki with this figure, uh, to really see which, which company has done it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Loki show and this character was a standout. A really incredible contribution to the show, I would say. And obviously, you know, um, I forget the actor's name, but, you know, really. It, Richard E. Grant. There we go. All right. So, you know, <laughs> just a classic actor. Um, so, so this is nice that they ended up doing this. It felt like their hand maybe was forced. We don't know all the variables in terms of the licensing and what Disney dictates and Marvel dictates versus what Hot Toys wants to do. But it definitely felt by so-so doing their version of this that forced Hot Toys to kind of push one out. I think that there's just too much stuff coming. Push one out, all right. Uh, there's just too much stuff coming out, though, right? Don't like bust for, one out. for yeah, <laughs> for someone who enjoyed the show, who ended up getting that, you know, TVA Loki. This would pair nicely with that, but it's just there's just an oversaturation right now. I cannot be bothered to go pick up yet another Loki that's not even a mainline version of the character. So cool that they did it for for anyone that wants it, but still still feels very very niche. I'm so torn on this. I honestly thought Hot Toys wasn't going to give us this. I thought it was one that they would kind of solicit just to try and throw the competition off and that we would never get it uh, down the line. Uh, and the fact that they've given it to us and it's actually like this good, I'm like, damn. I, I've i seen pictures of the in-hand So-So Toys version and that one I thought was beautiful, really well done. This one is just as good, in my opinion. I, I would like to see them side by side. I think that that would be a really cool comparison, uh, just to look at material types and some of the paint apps on the skin. But I think if you got either one, it's a happy day for collectors if this is the kind of suit version you're looking for for a Loki. Uh, the Kermit the Frog collar and like the yellow and the green, so classic. I, I, think it's, I think it's awesome. I think paired up in a Loki collection, even though... I would have said at one point this would be lower kind of like on a tier list of things that I would want. Now that I'm seeing more people have it in their collections and just seeing how it pairs with other figures, I think it could be pretty cool. And Richard E. Grant is a badass. He's been around forever. Um, it's cool to have a, an actor representation uh, like him in the collection as well. And I also think that the face plates for this figure are a game, a game changer style of accessory. I think it's so good that not only are they like seamless in the way that they clearly swap out, which I think is beautiful, um, but I think it looks exactly, uh, exactly like the actor. So, bravo, Hot Toys! I I'm stoked on this. This has got me looking at both versions and honestly just pricing out which one makes most sense affordability wise for the collection because uh, I think they're both they're both bangers. You know how this one would have been a no-brainer if they would have done the Vision and Wanda, the Halloween costumes? Like yeah, this would have paired dude. so nicely with that. Yes. So missed opportunity. Very good point. 
Well, one other thing timing. that you never know might come out in the future. You're right. 100%. You never know. <laughs> one other thing that I meant to say was only that it's interesting to me that Loki has gotten such love from Hot Toys, but we haven't even seen Hawkeye from Hawkeye yet. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> what a random freaking company, bro. You run your leg over with a snowplow and that's it. Wow. Don't even get your Hot Toy. That's it. Oh, man. What about UTC? <laughs> I mean, the only the only bad thing about this one, I'd, I'm not a fan of the uh, the pleather. I, I can, to me, I can tell like immediately. Oh yeah, like that's pleather um, on the belt. It just to me doesn't look of the highest quality. But other than that, I mean, the sculpt's amazing. So I think it's it's just one. It's a unique figure. So I think you know, if you're a Loki collector, for sure pick it up. But I just wish Hot Toys would start being more consistent in getting away from the pleather. Cause I feel you can almost do it with like a, like a synthetic, uh, pla- soft plastic almost. Maybe that's not as nice looking. I don't know. Maybe they, they tried it out, but yeah, only negative other than that. I mean, sweet accessories, cool light up. Uh, what is that? Fire effects on his hands. Uh, cool stuff. The green fire. Yep. Wow. Uh, I didn't care for this show. Figure looks good, but I could care less. God damn it, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Prey by Hot Toys. Um, so this is just a tease. We don't have anything actually um, formally shown. But I'm going to let you guys discuss. I'm going to throw out some bonus points as we go. This is our hot seat for today. The question that I want you guys to discuss is... Would this line be successful without Naru, the main female lead of the film? Or do we think Hot Toys is going to just do the tracker predator from this movie? You guys discuss, I'll throw out some bonus points. I think people could care less if they do anything other than the predator. That's all they're going to give us, right? I think that they should do Naru, but I do think that the the line will be popular if they just give us a predator, which is exactly what they're going to do. It's unfortunate. Ben, you're on mute. That's minus eight points right there. You, Damn you were going on. <laughs> I was so good. The film is called Predator, not sorry. Prey. Well, it's called not Prey. Predator. Wow. Another oh negative point. I, my point is off. <laughs> the film is called Prey. We should have her, not the Predator. We've seen the Predator before, and not that version. But oh. I think you need you need there we, go. we need them both. Okay. TC, what are we thinking here? I mean, I'm not thinking about anything. This is where I, I fail, where <laughs> Dean would be so successful. I, uh, I've never seen this movie, so I, I can't answer. I guess that's a negative point for me. Oh, gotta watch it. TC, you gotta watch this film, though. It is, awesome. it is terrific, honestly. Okay. Now, really good. this is part of the... Is this part of Aliens yeah. or Spreader? Yeah, so, so this is a... Um, I don't want to say it's a prequel, but it kind of is... This is sort of set like 200 years before Predator 1. And in this film, a tracker predator is hunting down... um, I don't want to be insensitive here. Uh, Let's see. I don't know what the tribe... I think it's uh, Comanche. Um, But it's it's set, you know, sort of in that sort of... Comanche, there you go. Yeah. It's set, uh, I believe it's in the 17th century... But it features, uh, you know, the the different hunters of the Comanche uh, dealing with this threat, and they they use their uh, great hunting abilities, and it's a fantastic movie. The little dog is so cute. Uh, <laughs> Naru is such a badass female lead, and to me, I think a line without both destined to fail. 
I think really? you really need both. I think so. I think people say they want that, but they would not buy her. That's one of those things with fickle hot toy collectors is like, yeah, we want that. But they, they, no one would put, no one would put their money where their mouth is. Maybe a well, few. I think you're yeah. right, Eddie. Real? I, I think just, you're right, but I, I would actually get her. She was I would so definitely badass. get her. I think she was awesome. I, she was my favorite part of the film, even I though the, the, the Predator was a badass. I was just going to say that. It, so uh, shout out to Layal because I was listening to him today as well, and he mentioned the wording at the bottom says Hot Toys 1-6 scale collectible coming soon, not collectibles. So that, I mean, if unless they just kind of just threw that out there without thinking about it, it does kind of connote that it could be a singular release, not necessarily. I, I do player, have so. something for that, though. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Yes! Great. It could just be a translation issue. Of course, that's attached um, to my point, Dave, to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine asking? if all you get is the dog, though, or, like, her brother or something? Like, Hot Toys oh, doesn't make sense with that. their decision a lot of oh, the time. Man. So I can What see are you that. saying, TC? I was going to say, uh, why do you think they announced uh, this license right now? Do you, do you think it's know. in response to not necessarily in art, but just the fact that, well, maybe they need to diversify a bit? Versus the same, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel lines. Their license time frame is so random. Like Ben said, you don't have Hawkeye from the Hawkeye show. We have like 17 Lokis from like (laughs) one minute of in-game and then six episodes. They are doing a a bunch of weird things like that we've seen that we're going to discuss right now. Like, but they're doing a a like like this. Yeah, they're doing a ton of So I wonder... If the timing of this has anything to do with the actor and writer strike, which we'll talk about next week, it's almost like, you know, because they didn't actually show any prototypes, maybe they're like, oh shit, we got to go get some properties from things that are from the past or things that we could produce here semi quickly with not that many new properties and a lot of certainty upcoming. Hmm. I love it. Could just be a hype hype thing. Could they could just be hyping it? It's all a hype thing, bro. It's all a hype thing. But is it one Starfighter all over again? Except that they actually showed us that one. <laughs> Not just a screenshot. I feel like Prey is hype, but... I mean, I'm not yeah. a big gamer. So, is is League of Legends, like, a really hype thing? Okay. Also, interesting point. Who brought up the collectible thing? Was that uh, Ben that said that? I say a lot this of This is collectibles. Things, yes. Well, this is collectibles. And the other graphic is collectible. So that was really a good catch. Yeah, yeah. That that was, again, really, that was that wow, was a catch like, from Layal earlier. I, I just catch. heard that, but yeah, seven points. <laughs> I don't know about that. Credit but... where credits due. But yeah, I don't know. Could just be a, a a weird miss. But for me, League of Legends, I honestly have no attachment to. You. I hate to say it. I had to even look up the characters that are attached to it. I've never played the game. Don't know anything about it. Uh, I think for the folks that are are jazzed about this, heck yeah, that's awesome. But not for me. You know, this excites me in the way that it could bring other collectors into the hobby that, you know, maybe just because I know I, I have a cousin who's obsessed with League of Legends. That's all he really plays. And but he's not a collector at all. But I could show him like, hey, they're doing this and he might get into one six. So it's just another gateway. Also, the fact that, you know, Hot Toys makes smaller batches on pretty much everything now. So they're probably saying, OK, well, we don't make the same amount of figures. Let's expand outward. And Ooh make a bunch of different different characters like you said marco bring in the new ones but also you know that allows them to you know continue to produce at a schedule where they need to definitely absolutely do we think that this is going to be a uh, cos baby or one six scale oh the other one said one six huh 
Well, I didn't even catch that. Yes. Yeah, this okay. one just says Hot Toys Collectibles. Ooh, that would be fucking uh, hilarious. That's a, oh my God, that's a cursed Look at us question. catching. Look at us <laughs> look reading it. It's, like, a, it's like the, uh, what is that one movie? What uh, you reading for? What you reading for, boy? Um, God, I, I don't know. I don't have any words today. I'm, I'm under the weather. I'm dying. D- Dean Martin in the chat here says, League of Legends is huge. Sells out arenas and in gaming tournaments. Or in Dean, games. you... You bastard. Write that damn post on Ox, please. People thought you died earlier in the show. <laughs> Zach, is it safe to say you're feeling like a busted ass Adidas today? Is <laughs> that clip anymore? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. It's an LEU, bro. It's an LEU. Here we go. Hang on. Where's the button? I don't know if I have that button anymore. Actually, I think I... I yeah, I don't think I have that button well, anymore. What a class. Don't give up on me now, Dean. I like what that the fuck? <laughs> Off his game. <laughs> How dare you. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, Berserk Griffith. Now, this comes in two versions. Uh, I believe the exclusive you can only get on the 3.0 website, at least from what I had seen. Uh, the regular is 2.29. This is released in Q1 2024. Uh, Griffith is the, uh, one of the main characters of the Berserk, uh, franchise. Um, Amazing on-mass portrait. I know you guys probably don't care that much about this, but if Dean was here, he'd be very excited about this. The Deluxe does come with the diorama-style base. You also do have the 1-6 scale uh, Baelith necklace, which is like this tiny little red dot right there, which seems really shitty to paywall that behind a Deluxe release. I really don't like that. Maybe Zack's Wonderland may have to produce one, but um, yeah, I mean, for for um, Berserk collectors, I think this is great. I do think, though, that their release time frame is kind of odd. They had Guts. Uh, they made two versions. And I want to say that was over a year ago. Now they're making Griffith. Um, and I just feel like for this kind of collectible, you know, we always talk about new people getting in. There are people that miss that first one that may want a Griffith, but are going to have a very difficult time getting a Guts. So, I don't know. It seems like their line is really spaced out. Uh, I'm sure when Dean comes back with me next, we can talk about this more, but uh, Dean says he is hyped AF. Let's uh, let's move on, though. Uh, ben, tell us uh, Kira, Major Kira, help me out here. Nearest. Nearest. Data. Yes. Data. Uh Kira's a badass. She's a great character. She's from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, one of my favorite characters of that show for sure. Um, the XO6 offering here, again, we get kind of just into the photos aren't very consistent for the solicitation. So some photos she looks red, some photos look orange. Uh, the black striping on the like the diamond pattern on her on her outfit is way too dark in the show um and even like smaller scale lines like my carded figure here it's more of an imprintation than it is like a black like diamond pattern um so that's throwing me off just a little bit um otherwise though some of the new accessories that this figure comes with uh are the bajoran uh hand pistol there which i think is pretty cool um i think the likeness to the actress is pretty solid uh i think it's one of those it's going to kind of depend how it is in hand. I hate to say that, but XO6 seems to be that that way. The Harry Kim that I notoriously make fun of and call Sculpted Butter. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, Ben, this figure in hand is actually pretty solid. It looks like looks like the actor. 
So I'm hoping this looks even stronger in person. For now, I would give it somewhere between a seven and eight, uh, maybe maybe an eight and a half if uh, if it if it's good in person. The hair for her, this actress changed quite a bit throughout the series. So this is one of her earlier season uh, kind of hairstyles. I would say that the outfit just looks a little too reddish orange. Uh, if anything, it should be a little toned down, a little more brown. But that's the saturation of the old show as well. Uh, and Deep Space Nine is notoriously not. Uh, put on like the higher definition discs uh, yet it would cost a lot of money to get that done so all you have to reference are the old school dvds and streaming uh, qualities so i think for the release it's cool the price comes in at 215 dollars with a 20 dollar flat shipping rate from exo6 uh, and that pre-order end date ends on august 8th uh, so if it's something you want to get from them uh, you can otherwise i mean i've got most of my exo6 figures so far through sideshow and that's been a relatively good experience except for the fact you have to wait that much longer. Uh, but I know that the folks right now that are excited about the Deep Space Nine line, uh, they're happy with the Ben Sisko that we got, which obviously is, is the captain. Uh, and the Quark, the Ferengi figure we looked at a couple weeks ago, Zach, that looks really good as well. So right now the Deep Space Nine line is one of the strongest offerings from Exo6 so far, especially when you compare them, uh, in my opinion, to the Voyager line. What do you guys think? I think Ferengi is one of my favorite words. I'm just going to go oh, and say yeah. it. Did I need I to have like seen the first deep space, the first eight deep spaces to appreciate this? <laughs> you don't. That's all I got. Deep space eight is not if a Marco wasn't deep space, it'd be so... deep space two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then it would be deep space 12. Hey, three, oh, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, Sean has a, an interesting comment here. Nando says, if you don't like it, go ahead and pass, which is interesting. He says, the black thread is dark red. They need a different photographer. Uh, it certainly looks black in these photos, but uh, I don't know. I, get, I do I get... like. Sorry, I do like the the face coloring on the right photo. I think that looks pretty good, mm -hmm. to be honest. It's just hard to see what the paint apps even look like, and you know, I get that. I get that Ninjin says take it or leave it sort of thing. Like anybody could say that, um, but I think it's unfortunate when it's in response to what should be still relatively constructive criticism. Like we're not ripping this character to shreds. I still think it's one of the better offerings that we've got from Exo six, despite some of the inaccuracies. So it sucks that you can't bring that to the developer and see if there's a way to have a batch two tweak or anything along those lines. He just shuts it down, uh, which is, it's just shitty. Um, for, especially because there is nowhere else we can buy it and he knows it. So it is very much a take it or leave it. And this character, while, I think she's a badass. Uh, it's hard to know if any other company will ever revisit her anyways. This may be the only opportunity you can get in 1.6, which sucks. But there are other characters that are coming from the Deep Space Nine line that we're also excited about. Like I said, Quark, Odo, Jazdia, like a bunch of them. You can't not have Kira in the collection if you want a Deep Space Nine line. All the classics, honestly. Do you buy every, uh, every uh, release for Star Trek? No. No, no, certainly not. Um, it's too, they're too steep of lines. Mm. For me, though, the next generation line, if I invest in one, it would be that one for sure. Uh, there's a couple of original, um, like OG, uh, like Kirk Days uh, that I'd like, like some of the three from um, The Wrath of Khan, the outfits they've solicited from those, you know, the Bone Spock and, and uh, Shatner or Kirk. That could be a pretty cool little display um, just from that film specifically. But, um, but no, it's going to be mostly next gen for me. Ben, what is the, uh, I know we kind of joked about it earlier, but what does the nine refer to? Uh, it's just the space station. 
Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's um, talk about this Ghost Rider. Eddie was really excited about that. Uh, so this is from Sideshow. It's their premium format figure. Uh, is Eddie there? Oh, he's moving very yeah. still. Yeah, I was no. like, ah, oh, he's imperceptible. <laughs> His movements are so still. Um, Eddie, tell me about tell me about Ghost Rider. Yeah, we don't. There isn't a ton of information for this right now. It's it's up for RSVP on Sideshow. Uh, it's their new premium format, uh, so it will be quarter scale. Um, it's pretty decent size. It's like twenty four inches wide, fourteen inches deep. 21 inches tall comes with two portraits a transformation portraits that you see there and then the regular portrait um but yeah i'm super excited that they've haven't done a ghost rider statue in a while i i don't even know what the original like how long ago the original one they did was so for a while it was only the xm one that you could get uh there's a lot of custom ghost riders out there the XM one has kind of been the the best representation for most people for the longest time, so it's cool to see Sideshow doing one. And I really like the um, the heat, the like hot red effect on the bike. Like they made it a point of saying that for the paint apps on the base that it was like hot red because of the heat. And it, I think How's it looks he pretty sick. Thing? He is on fire too, dude. So uh. yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just science, but, come on. I think it's cool that they did like half the bike, not the whole bike. It's still really fucking big, but uh, you save yourself a little bit of space because the XM one is like double the width, I think. So it's a pretty big piece, but I'm excited to see this one come out. I might end up pre-ordering this one because uh, the XM one, now that it's sold out and it goes out, it goes for like anywhere from two to $2,500. So um, this will be a... Wow. I'm sure an uh, uh, exciting release for a lot of Ghost Rider fans. So, yeah. Dean says, uh, "Damn, the statue's got measurements like Ben. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple." That's Austin Powers. Where's the uh, <laughs> light up features? <laughs> I know light up would have been sick. They're kind of doing. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't have one. They're like so. You know how you said with the pleather on Hot Toys? Yeah. It would be nice to see the consistency with Sideshow doing light up because it's like some they do and some they don't. There's no rhyme or reason for it. So. It would be nice to see something that should have a light-up like this come with one, but I don't know. I guess the the pro to that is you don't have to pay the the difference for the light-up. And it does, like, it looks pretty good in the light. Like, it looks pretty, like, like, uh, bright. So it looks cool. Um, Yeah, lit. But uh, it would have been nice. Look at that. Well, we'll update you guys when we get pricing. Uh, on that one now marco this is um you mentioned this earlier some of the batch two issues um with the prank villain by mars toys um some of the issues uh eddie had forwarded these uh to us the tie which went from being very accurate and the shirt uh the the second batch the shirt collar was too big and the tie is a different material and, and too large the first batch had uh, snap fasteners with the second batch. Um, the waistcoat was differently tailored. Uh, and I, I want to say this was a magnet, Marco. Yeah, they're magnetic. Exactly. Magnetic. Um, now, initially, some some people had, had kind of come to Mars Toys Defense, including Kit. Um, they had said, look, you know, we send out many of these and the the 
batch two issues was you know a pretty standard like 0.5 percent issue right uh but a lot of people you know it's, it's it's very possible it's that vocal minority some of our streaming peers had covered it as well uh and mars toys was quick to um in their own group uh they acknowledged it they said we, we hear you and we will pay attention and we will improve and uh that was a nice message, but I think it still, you know, wasn't quite enough. And shortly after they announced that they're doing a replacement set for the prank villain, uh, green shirt, the waistcoat with, with that initial uh, snap button and a replacement hand as uh, one of the more common uh, QC issues was some people were missing a left trigger hand. Now, these are a production lead time of around two weeks. This was about three or four days ago. And um, I didn't quite understand this from the post, but I think Marco did clarify with Kit that these are all $10, right? Exactly. And I know a lot of collectors are going to potentially complain about that price point, but at $10 for this company to send out this order to a factory, probably likely a rush order, right? If this is a two-week turnaround time for them to deal with the logistics of the material, you know, getting that stuff made, getting it shipped back, getting it packaged getting it sent to kit kit dealing with the uh, orders and fulfilling those orders and then shipping them. That's $10 shipped. There's really not a, like no one's getting rich off of this. Right. And I, I have to commend the speed at which they've made these announcements. Uh, and, and I'm curious uh, what you guys think about this. I think this is fantastic for Mars. It's a good look for them. Yeah, I think this is, you know, I commend Mars Toys and Kit for collaborating, you know, getting something like this done so collectors that have issues can actually have a solution. That being said, you know, I'm very happy to have this figure, but it is sig not significant. Let me not say significantly. It is worse than the first batch. So that's a risk that I guess you're taking anyways with unlicensed figures, but especially multiple batches. You just don't know the variations. You're just not dealing with the same consistency as you may with, you know, a licensed company. Now, Hot Toys is guilty of having issues in our, you know, there was plenty of things that have gone wrong. So, you know, no company is completely perfect. But I will tell you that this has me pausing on my strategy for adding unlicensed figures. It's just, um, yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get. And so I'm already very picky. I think I only have three unlicensed figures completely. And, you know, um, moving forward, I may not add that many more. I know Mars Toys is doing a whole bunch of stuff. And this is kind of, I think this was essential for them to do because they're trying to break into the market. They're trying to make a big name for themselves. If they kind of had the stink of this issue without any resolution, I think it really, really could have damaged them. So we'll see. It may it may end up still putting a dent in, in what they do overall moving forward. But it definitely has me reconsidering my strategy. It's interesting when you when you mention third party because like that's kind of what resonates with me too. It's it's hard because Mars has been doing really well so far lately, right? I mean, the first batch of this was fantastic. Uh, some of the excitement around some of what's coming from them is getting like me extremely hyped about what my Batman collection could look like down the line. But you mentioned that third party aspect of it, and it's true in the sense of like, yeah, I. I never really thought that there could be such a vast difference between batches when you don't have that expectation of a license backing the figure. For all we know, this is just a different warehouse producing this batch. And part of the reason we're seeing it in such a large quantity is because they just hadn't had a chance to catch it in time. 
and now that the, now that it's been caught, it's like, okay, well, like you said, it's kind of a necessity to have to do something for collectors because if they didn't immediately, it would look like they were trying to pull a fast one. This can be a bit of a, uh, a bump in the road for them and people will get over it. Uh, or this will be something that stains them if we see it again, right? Like from this point forward, they have to stick to a, a higher quality control as well as like an R&D control because again, going from buttons to magnets, that's like a design choice even. That's not even just like a, oops, it got missed, it didn't get stitched well, like not just a straight QC challenge. It's a change. And so, yeah, what can we expect from the future? You know, it's still appropriate to mention that there are licensed companies like Star Ace with the boys line that look worse than any Mars Toys offering we've got recently. Even this current version, if it goes from an A release to a C release, nobody wants that, but it's still pretty good. And now they're changing it. It'll be curious to see what the skill level of collectors is. Uh, if you have to change the shirt and you have to change the waistcoat and stuff, like you have to have a certain level of of, of skill level with a That's figure. That's what scares me. It's like to put it on, want to right? To change yeah. the figure, exactly. Some people will tear that thing to shreds by accident, and it, that'll create another nightmare for for collectors potentially. So, still props to Mars for for definitely you know, tucking the tail real quick and giving us something back. Um, but it better just be a bump in the road, not a stain that people have to watch out for now every time. I don't want to yeah. have this compared to every future release we have. Let's get back on a good track with them. Because otherwise, I'm stoked for what they're what they're bringing us every day uh, from, from their site. So, we'll see. Equan says they shouldn't have made the mistake of rushing the second batch. Did they really not know what they were sending out? They should be eating the entire cost of their intentional mistake. One thing also that I've seen because of this post, a lot of people are saying like, hey... The Saturn toys, which uh, is likely Mars toys as well, which, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dynamic Duo 2-pack, like some of the trunks could be made better as well. Like they're really loose, they were solicited, they look really fitted. And I worry that, in a way, I think it's important that they address this. But there also has to be a point where I think companies can just say, hey, we fucked up, we're going to just move on to the next figure. So I don't know that it's good for Mars every release to be making these replacement sets for different things that have been done wrong i think in this case being that it was such a decrease from the first to second batch that makes sense but i would be very surprised if they did something like this for their first batch dynamic duo which it seems they did, may have just had a miss on the pattern for the trunks and a lot of people said it's an easy fix with just a few stitches so um i i wouldn't certainly get too um entitled to to believe that any small mistake that you're not happy with they're going to be making new versions. I've seen people criticizing the color of the bat helmet being not blue enough, uh, different things like that. I, I think this is a very rare exception. I wouldn't say that this is necessarily the norm, but again, I, I can't speak for Mars Toys, but I, I don't think it would be. Well, again, so, there's still third-party names, too, so they're not like it's, so, it's, it's, not, it's not Romero Joker. It's the prankster villain or whatever they call it. It can be whatever yeah. it wants. Sorry, Eddie. So the only thing that I think with this is that we we call them third party companies, but I I there I don't feel like they're a huge company. It's probably a guy like us, a collector outside of wherever he's making this from commissioning yeah, a, a warehouse or factory to make a certain amount of figures. So I do think that it would be easier for him to or her or a couple whoever's doing it i think it would be easier for them to slip up on 
these little QC issues or these differences in a batch from first to second. Also, a lot of times, I mean, these, these warehouses, these factories are so busy that the first batch may be made in one warehouse and the second batch can come from a completely different warehouse. And because it's not as big a company as like Hot Toys, 3-0 or someone with a license, they don't get first dibs on the factories that they choose from. And the only reason why I think this is that in that this is what's happening in this case is because I've had clothing f- ordered from like smaller um smaller uh entrepreneurs that like they they so they get their clothing from one warehouse and then the second batches come from a different warehouse and the like the material is different the like the feel is di- it's completely different and it's like sometimes they don't even know it's just because they switch up to the warehouse so i don't know if warehouses or factories i mean sorry that I don't know if factories always disclose the way they're making these these figures for them or if it's just this is what we want, get it done. I don't know if they disclose like this is the material we're using, these things like that. I don't know if they do that, especially with a smaller third-party company. So I feel like this is that. Um, and then I had a question for all you guys. Does this make your decision in ordering third-party like does this make you order faster like do you want to be in the first batch do you pre-order the first day then so you make sure you get in the first batch because i feel like a lot of times the first batch is the best batch so yeah i I think you're i'm kind of learning that that the first batch has a higher success rate but then it just makes me not want to buy third party at all and to sean forrester's point about uh, folks need to understand they are buying third party it costs less and folks shouldn't expect Hot Toys quality. This is still a $200 figure, though. This is not a $25 item. If you're going to be charging a pretty premium price, I would say, yes, it is less than Hot Toys. Yes, it's less than InArt. But you gotta you got to have that consistency if you want folks to continue to give you that high price. They've got a bunch of figures that are announced. And so I, I don't accept that as like, oh, well, it's not Hot Toys, so you just get what you get. No, that's bullshit, honestly. It's an expensive yeah. item still, and it should have quality to it. Um, TC, sorry, I, I don't think you've gone yet. Oh, uh, I mean, I think a couple things. Like uh, Mars Toys is pretty new, right? Are they a pretty new company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think relatively, yeah, so relatively new. Yeah, some growing pains, but I think we'd all be shocked at the difference between a Mars Toys production versus a Hot Toys production. Like it's it's hard to envision like what goes behind you know behind the scenes, but I don't know. I mean, I just think that like, you're talking you in said, terms of getting the figure from like paper yeah, from to, like, to physical. Yeah, from beginning to end. I just yeah. I think to it's not that you shouldn't expect high quality. It's just this is going to be more par for the course because like there is no there's no license backing. They don't have yeah. you know ten fifteen years of experience producing figures, so this is kind of expected. But um, I don't know. Like you said, Marco, like there's so much out there now. I don't. I've never uh, really been into third party stuff, but even more now. I mean, just there's so much licensed stuff out there that unless it's like a a complete classic like this one, I, I just wouldn't wouldn't touch it. Exactly. Cram, we we will be covering the sideshow con stuff. We're just uh getting through some of the news of last week. Uh, we have a 3,000 uh, subscriber giveaway for Carnage, uh, donated by Collector Zone. Uh, TC, what's the bonus code for today? Give me give me a word for the bonus code. Dean. Dean is the bonus <laughs> code of the day. Enter bonus code Dean for your bonus entry or your first entry. And uh, let's, let's play a little bit of a game. So 
we have four people here today. I want you guys to split into teams of two. Zach's not a real person. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm the host. I'm not the He's real AI person. Generated. All right, Eddie, AI Zach. Go. All right, Eddie All right. and TC, Marco and Ben. Now, on your piece of paper, I want you to write steal and split. Okay, write right. it big. Write it big. I'm writing both of them, right? Write both steal and split. Now, Marco and Ben, we're going to start with you guys. We're going to take uh, Eddie and TC and myself out of the stream. Okay? I'm going to play our countdown song twice. So it's going to end and start again. During those approximately 60 seconds, you and Marco will chat with each other. At the end of the 60 seconds, you're going to circle steal or split. Okay? There's six points on the line. Ooh. If both of you choose split, each of you will get three points. If both of you choose steal, you will each get zero points. If one of you chooses steal and one of you chooses split, the person that chooses steal will get six points. Nice. Okay? Now, when you're done, circle it, fold it up, because we're going to have Eddie and TC go next. Okay? And they're going to they're gonna talk amongst themselves. So you need to convince each other which way to go. Okay, do you guys understand, Ben, Marco? You guys question. are good? Absolutely. I mean, we would be stealing or splitting with Ben between, and Marco. Nope. Eddie between and each Between you and Eddie. Yep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove you guys here for a second. And I'm going to let you guys uh, have a chat if you want to steal or split those six. All right, what are, you, what are you thinking, Ben? I mean, I honestly... I think need to tell you if I think we should steal or split. <laughs> What's that? I'm so confused about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, all right. So so if Jesus you and I, Christ, so if you and I, <laughs> if I'm you trying and to do I, these fun games. If you and Last I come to an agreement, way easier to figure out. <laughs> if we come to an agreement that we're going to split, we both get three points. Okay. If we decide that we're going to steal independently, right. so we both flash steal, we get nothing. So if we no, both I understood that aspect other, of it, right? but, but I you can we, also I thought we had to circle it and then not. T how do how can I have a conversation about what we should do and then not circle it on the paper? Because Ben, there's this thing called lying. So Americans, time. so so if Marco wants all six points, he could be like Ben. We're going to do split. Like definitely put split. And at the end, there's he could a, choose steal and steal okay. all six points. Okay, I get there's it. A, okay, I there's a, like a really famous TikTok. There's a thing called, I thought I just missed something. <laughs> okay, all right. This, this guy's trying to convince mm -hmm. this girl. He's like, Wait, come he's on, I promise it. you. I think it was like half a million bucks or so. Like this large amount. He's like, I promise you, we're both going home with 250000 And then at the end of the day, she flashes the uh, the steal and he, he put split. But Well, I think, honestly, ben? I think then as a result of that story specifically, we should steal. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, you, so you would rather have zero points than? I'd rather have. I'd rather have zero. Okay, okay, yeah, interesting. I, I don't like. Okay. I don't like sharing. Okay, interesting. All right, so you, you've drawn a line in the sand. If you were you're Dean, I might share, but I mean, <laughs> because all right, you're not even. You're not even. Sh you're not even um, attempting to convey. For all you know, this is my poker face, though. Maybe I'm throwing you off. No, but in, with this strategy, the only outcome is either I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll give Ben points, or. We both get nothing. You've drawn a line in the sand where we both get nothing. <laughs> All right, go ahead and circle your choices. Do not show right. them just yet. So Ben, oh Marco, God. go ahead and circle your choices right now, please. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I already circled it. Never, never put me on hot seat first again, Zach. He's <laughs> too damn high. He's I too need high. to be able to watch the rest of He's the contestants. All right, let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Explain it again. 
Because what the fuck? Next right, week, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Because <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so you and TC are going to have a chat. There's six points on the line. You have split and steal on your paper, okay? Yeah. By the end of the one minute, both of you independently are going to circle either split or steal. And we're not going to tell both each of other. You, yeah. Well, you're talking, so you could say like, hey. Yeah, but I could split. lie. You could Thank lie. You. All right. If you choose steal and he chooses steal, both of you guys get nothing. If you choose steal and he chooses split, you get all six points. If both of you choose split, you both get three points. So the... So this whole game is like, is TC a nicer guy than me? This fucking easy. Ben and he just draws a hard line in the sand and it's either zero or uh, three. All right. So what's the what's the game plan, TC? Well, I've got zero points, so I I'm oh I have three seven. So All we right. can go ten three. Ten three. I am cool. I am a hundred percent cool, and I'm being a hundred percent honest with you. Let's just take the three. All right. Take the three. I'm, cool. I'm the guest. I don't want to. I don't want to ruffle feathers. So, all right. Uh, I'll Sounds go with three. Good. If you're good with it, I'll go with it. Okay, I'm cool. We got this. It's much smoother negotiation than the other two. <laughs> all right, Zach, we're ready. All right. So, uh, Marco and Ben, let's have you guys hold up your uh, your choices here. Wow, so what a steal. Wow. So you both circled steals, so that's no points. <laughs> All right. I want to see uh, if TC's the nicest guy. I think he's Eddie and TC. Wow. Sorry, Marco. <laughs> oh, he Split. did, my man. Nice. All right. Three. three points for TC, three points for Eddie. <laughs> got to sacrifice. Ben really fucked us over, though. I There's a part I, of me. I still don't understand this game. I apologize. I should have just said whatever you told me to say, Marco. How did you not understand it? How is how this comprehension? I have no so idea what the hell we're talking about. All right. I'm on the board. That's, that's all it's I fine. can see. There's part of me that thought. You can bump, me, you can bump me down finale. to fourth place if you want. We can put TC up in third spot. I'm okay with it. Let's see. So we're looking at Ben with 11 points still in the lead eddie with 10 marco and dean with nine tc with three we have to have tc come back at the end of the month dean. let's get back into the uh well because he got dean stradamus he picked all the the figures oh that's right <laughs> damn <laughs> um in our collectibles uh we'll blow through this quickly uh they're going to be at the japan Wonderfest. uh this wow. is uh july 30th 2023 uh they'll be announcing the debut of ips a brand new product line as well as bringing its worldwide, very important information, bringing its worldwide license works to meet with all collectors. So as far as I know, nothing that they've shown us yet, because I don't think Harry Potter is worldwide license. Marco, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everything that we've seen that's been up solicited has been only licensed in their Asian market. So let me double uh, check. It'll be interesting to see what that's going to be. But if you want to, Go and check them out. That's going to be a wonder festival. Uh, now, getting into Sideshow Con. Uh, and can I just go me... back to the InArt thing one last yeah. time? So we did have John from InArt on LWO last Friday. And so they are kind of in the process of trying to finalize a few of their prototypes. And he was asking us, he's like, you know, we're not quite sure. The prototypes aren't quite there. Should we still show them? And I was adamant, like, absolutely not. You know this community by now. We will roast you if it's not 100%, so hold off. So that could be, you know, dictating their strategy on what they show if they if they listen to us. And it, indeed, you know, they're taking our feedback into consideration. So just wanted to add that one in. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's run through the gamut here. Um, I'm just going to talk, and whenever you guys want me to stop, you let me know. But Sideshow Con, 
Uh, we did see the R5-D4 with the uh, mouse droid, a new armor, which a lot of people are kind of disappointed about. doesn't make a lot of sense because that one had sat for quite a while. Uh, male and female uh, generic Mandalorians. We also have IG-12 on display. Uh, we do also get uh, our first look at a quote-unquote fabric-haired Anakin, which, hmm. oof, looks... Ain't uh, no way, bro. This looks... Who's the guy is this? Grail. Yeah, that's um, that is something. Uh, we also got to see the Dewback, which I do want to spend some time on. This is the Sand Trooper and Dewback six scale figure by Hot Toys. Uh, Sideshow had done uh, part of their environmental line a few years ago as a statue of a Dewback that paired really nicely with uh, their uh, Sand Trooper and with Hot Toys's. So uh, interesting to see this here. Uh, how likely do we think this is to be produced? I think it's pretty 100%. likely. 100%. They did the blurg. So yeah. I wouldn't see why not. I don't think they would show this without it. And I love the blurgs. I have I have them. The I, the creatures they make. I can't wait for this one. I'm shocked at how big this must be. Like that six scale figure up top looks like a one like a one twelfth figure. Like it, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be huge. It'd be massive. What do you think it's this cool, will though. run, Ben? Oh, I I want to say my prediction would be in the five sixty range for just the dewback. Eight hundred for just bro. the guy. Yeah, that seems like for a safe bet, if not more. But yeah, this is this they're for sure gonna do this. This has like so many little intricate details as well. Like they've they put a lot of thought and effort into this. And I would get this for sure. This is so iconic. Thousand percent. Where's the price point that you don't get this though? Because if you think of the blurg, the blurg is basically like saddle to saddle size. So this is you're adding a a head and a, a tail that's quite large. Um you're also adding, you know, the soft goods uh fur the uh potential soft goods uh blanket there the leather pouches i mean it, and, and and a whole figure as well which obviously the blurk did come with uh some different options there i mean this is $700 $800 is that still a must have for you or what what price point do yeah. you start to think like well do i need it cuz the the batmobile is 7 something right and the delorean was 8 something is that, you know, being very generic here, but I think that's the breakdown. If it's yeah. reaching those prices, then I think eh, it might make me reconsider. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of tough to, you know, swap. It is a vehicle, you know, yeah. but not to that level necessarily. I think it's about yeah. 649 for the, like, this set. That's what you think is the is the break point? Yeah, because they, they priced the Blurg at, was it, 550? I think an extra 100 bucks. I, I got you. I feel and bad because I, 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 I don't feel that impressed by it though. I like I know that I feel bad because I want to like it more as a as a Star Wars fan. I feel like the cool answer is that it's that it's really cool and it is cool, but like six or seven hundred dollars worth of cool, like, damn, like yeah, size wise for sure. But I mean, it doesn't even look that articulated. Like I it, I don't know. It it just I feel like I've seen toys at my local like dinosaur toys, for example, uh, at my local museum that looks similar, similar to this. Obviously, okay. there's a vast separation there, but several hundred dollars worth of separation. What type of museum do you feel steep? <laughs> well, there's the, there's the Royal Ty Tyrell Museum really close to here uh, in Alberta, which has got some of the biggest dinosaur displays uh, in all of the world. So it is very like cool. Like in the gift shop, they have toys that look like this? <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty cool I'm stuff uh, in there. I, this I, is... I, will, I will send you some pictures. I think the size <laughs> is going to be 
the selling point. I think when you see it in hand, you're gonna you it might change your mind just because the blurg already is huge. So this is gonna be pretty fucking big. Like, yeah, like like bigger than the tumbler probably. Like longer, I mean though, not wider obviously, but like it's gonna be the size of a vehicle. But like the tumbler, the vehicles have lights. They have moving parts. They have you yeah, can put your cheap. figure in it. You can close it up. Like all of those things, and they're in that in that several hundred dollar range. This just feels like a lot of plastic for that much money. I I don't know. I just don't feel that impressed. Surprised. I mean, the I vehicles like, are just a bunch of plastic too, right? But I get your point, the, Ben. They, I, I, what I, the reason I want to support a release like this though is because I'd really like to see like a Tauntaun, for example. You want that like, Tauntaun, yep. I want that Tauntaun. I think that would be cool, and I don't want to not support creatures and then not get that, but I also don't want to be pigeonholed into buying something that I don't think uh, I'd love as much as it would cost. What is it about the Tauntaun that would be cooler though? I guess is it because a main character is on it's more it? More iconic. Yeah, I mean that's like a it's background character. Just a very iconic Star Wars scene, right? And at the beginning of Empire, you know, you think Luke's dead, Han saves him inside the Tauntaun. Like it's a, it's a whole badass scene, and then they get saved. Like you think things are seemingly a little dire. Um, I had a, I had for me, I had a hard time recalling exactly when I saw this particular character or this particular creature in comparison. Yeah. I do hope that they offer the Dewback by itself as well. We did see it uh, in Mandalorian. There are people that already have the Sideshow uh, and Hot Toys um, gosh, uh, Sand Troopers. So be interesting to see what type of purchase options they have for this. But uh, let's move on here. We got Babu Frick uh, mm-hmm. slash the Anzil Android Smith. This is a life-size figure by Hot Toys. Um, I guess I, I don't know that. I don't know. I feel like as cool or cute, I don't really know what you would describe this as because I don't really think it's cute, but I don't know that it really had the same effect as Baby Yoda, so I don't think this is going to have that mass appeal that Baby Yoda life-size, both Sideshow and Hot Toys did. I I don't know. I could be wrong. Bargain bin. Special. Yeah, this, exactly. This to me doesn't seem like... Like, like I remember, look, say what you about the Sideshow Hot Toys, which is better, I, I don't care. But it crashed their site, so many people trying to order the Sideshow one. Like, that's how popular that character was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that this needs life-size. Like, I don't think that Babu Frick, or even the Anzellans, I think this is a more generic Anzellan, was that popular. So this, this, I could certainly see this one not actually coming to, uh to an actual solicitation. If they didn't uh, do a... the Yoda, or excuse me, the, the Grogu and the Pram, then I don't see them doing this. Mm. Yeah. And it's important to remember, everything that you see here does not guarantee it's going to be made. This is like, they're they're kind of throwing shit on the wall and not like maybe they're 70% lures. is probably going to see uh, release. Going back to that one really quick, Zach. Just, yeah, sure. Uh, I would say when I think of life size, I think of lifelike in the sense of i would expect to see something that we could buy from hot toys look like it's literally the prop out of the show and that prop doesn't have arm seams and plastic looking it's bad yeah so like as a life size it looks like a life-size toy but it doesn't look like the life-size creature and if i want the creature i wouldn't buy this uh it just doesn't look alive enough and at least Baby Yoda had his little smock and stuff, and they could yeah. hide that away a little bit. 
So. And I think Nikulio says it right here. They're they're four years too late with this, right? I think Babu had much, much more. Um, he was a lot of a hotter character then than the Anzellans are now. I think they've the, the ship has sailed with that. So well, and even Grogu had the ear seams that took me out of it uh, in terms of the lifelike argument, but still, yeah, hundred uh, percent. We did also have a. This is an actual solicitation, but. The Death Star Trooper in Detention Block uh, Control Console, which they have teased this since like 2017, so I I don't know when, what they're waiting on, but they've had a prototype of this at many, many years ago. Uh, we also did see Loki with Throne, so it looks like Hot Toys is getting into the Throne uh, the Throne game. Uh, ben, is this, is this frustrating for you? I know, you, sorry, you just went off camera, but seeing this, I know you had mentioned like some different things. W- what do you think about this? It, I wouldn't call it frustrating. I, Marco was teasing me in the chat when he said that, I think. Because, I mean, I just bought my uh, Endgame Loki not that long ago. Which I, I, I honestly really like the figure. Right now I've got him displayed in shackles, holding the Tesseract uh, with his mouth covered. Like he's about to basically warp into the Loki show. Um, I was considering getting the Loki from the TVA series Loki because I really liked that head sculpt. And if they're swappable, I would have liked to have the option to swap out kind of both um because i think this that head sculpt was superior so this is kind of a combination of thing both things that i like about both the tva and the end game suit i like president loki's sculpt right i think so i'm not 100 percent sure i didn't look that close enough to be honest but even still it's a good it's a good sculpt with the outfit that i like the most so it would have been a good like halfway between if i just got this one as opposed to considering buying two other figures and the throne is cool. Uh, there's not enough thrones out there in the world uh, that are made in six scale, in my opinion, yet. Uh, and so this one, I know this one, I've seen commissions of this throne, but it's cool that we're getting an official one from Hot Toys uh, for it. And I like to see the figure it looks like he can relatively comfortably sit down in it, considering. So, But it doesn't piss me off. I'm, I'm kind of excited. And I might still try and pick up that throne either way at some point, uh, even for the existing Loki that I have now. You know, this one just feels like a direct response to those customs that we saw. A lot of mm-hmm. these things that they've teased almost feel like the community, Hot Toys either saw a custom or they heard feedback. So yes, they're going to end up doing some really goofy things throughout all these, you know, figures that we talk about, like the Anzellan. But I think this one is like, they realize they've got all the pieces together to make a, a really superior Loki to even what they've put out. Um, and I love the throne, honestly. So got to wait to see what the price looks like on this, but... The Boba on Throne is definitely one of my favorite figures, so would consider this one for sure. Joe P says another four years too late uh, figure, dot, 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 or 10. It's kind of true, though. I, like, If we'd got this years ago, I would have been even that much more hyped, but I'm, I am a little bit past the movies now at this point for the for the Throne scene. So I feel like Hot Toys, we think everything's random, but maybe like behind the scenes, they just map out a 15-year plan for their releases, and then you just get what you get whenever you yeah. get it. And uh, we're just all, you know, susceptible to getting yeah. frustrated. Can't wait to get Andor in 2026. Right? Right. And if they, think, if they um, map shit out, they shouldn't give you the Pennywise figure at Christmas. They missed Halloween. They could have got you that at Halloween. <laughs> I think One it would be thing... cool to put Odin on the throne. Oh, I think it would have been oh, cooler yeah. to see Ooh, Odin. Odin? With the throne Dude, Loki. that would have been cooler. Good call. Speaking of thrones, I bet uh, in the chat... Uh, Erwin says, I feel like if we get a 2.0 Bogatan, they will include the throne as, as an option, which lines up with the thrones that they're doing lately. And 
would give Dean another three points there. So we'll see uh, see what ends up happening with that. Uh, now this one is kind of I don't know how I feel about this Iron Man the Origins collection. Um, this is literally what everyone was asking for when we, when we saw the plastic version of this. Exactly, and it's like people talk themselves into like really liking the plastic one, and then they give us this. It's like it just seems very backward. And and obviously this is a classic red and yellow Iron Man. Like this is fucking awesome, but I feel like they should have led with this. But I think if they want to sell the most number of figures, it makes more sense to do it this way. I don't think you get the most goodwill, but. Um, I also, I mean, I like the portrait, but I feel like the mustache needs to be a bit more pronounced. Uh, but the sculpt is fantastic. I, I really, really dig what they're doing here with this one. Yeah, this is really cool. And it, it does open the door to getting additional figures kind of in this comic inspired a lot more true to what we see on the page versus that really stylistic version of that Iron Man that basically is this. Um, but they took the plastic bits off and gave it a more, um, you know, comic accurate paint job i would have loved to see a bit more of like metallic paint finish now i get that what they're going for but it would have been kind of cool if they split the difference and still kind of gave us something that looked a bit more modern but this is cool i would i would for sure consider this it might have to depend on what the price point is on this for me i it looks it looks a little cheap uh to me uh, like i get the concept that they're going with but it, like just the joints really stand out for me, especially the leg, like where the legs attach at the hips. Um, it just looks, it looks like a big toy, Zach. I, it looks like something that you would collect from, from a store and show us on your new this week, but in, you know, this scale, not. Yeah. I have the same figure scale. in Marvel Legends, 100%. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like, so I do think it's cool. I think it's for a certain collector. If you're an Iron Man collector, very cool. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love this. I was, I was surprised that people were as excited on this one uh, as I think they it's were. Uh, any die cast in there, maybe? Yeah. Looks you would plastic. assume so. I would. Assume I think if it's not, it's a huge cast. misstep. To be honest, I think, I think it's cool. I like that base with the Iron Man classic logo. That's really cool. I thought this was a really cool figure. So I, you know, I'd love to see a comic Thor. So I'm. If this does well, but I don't know if they're going to do a whole comic line or if it's just because Iron Man is their bread and butter. They did Iron Man as the classic, you know, but I guess we'll see. But I think it's really cool. People love that other one. So I'm sure people will eat this up. Definitely. Uh, now, we did also see the um, the Guardians team, uh, which I think they look absolutely fantastic together. Uh, even Cosmo, look at that. Cosmo looks fantastic. But um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people are saying they need the, the Groot. Um, I want to say this is our first time seeing Mantis uh, and Drax, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these these look fantastic. And, you know, we always say that, that companies like Hot Toys, if there's an ensemble cast, they should uh, work to bring us that full set. So I, I, I give credit where credit's due. Um, just remember, just because they're showing it doesn't mean they're solicited, but being that we've seen, uh, I believe now, three of the team, uh, Rocket, uh, Star-Lord, and um, Nebula, I, I, I want to say that, that bodes well that we're through the rest of these. And Groot. Uh, and, and Groot, I'm sorry, you are correct. Uh, so I think we're over the hump on that, so we'll see if they actually bring these to the table, but yeah, this these, these look fantastic together. I'd love to see a Gamora. I, I really yes. like to see a Gamora, because... First of all, her hair—they wouldn't have to root it; they could—they could sculpt it, and it would give a, a good look because everything here is team suit. So she didn't wear the team suit. 
Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit of an outlier. Sorry, spoiler, but yeah, she didn't wear it. No, I completely agree with you, TC. That's the one that I'm holding out for. So I've already, you know, got the Star Lord and the Rocket on pre-order. I don't think I need the entire line, but I would consider a Drax. And if they did that Gamora for sure. So it looks like Adam Warlock is teased on, you know, on that image that we showed earlier. And then I've heard some rumors of a Yondu uh, 2.0 as well. So that'd be interested, interesting if they really went deep down this line. And it certainly seems they're marching that way. So watch them give us all but one of those that we just listed would be classic Hot Toys. For sure. I, I did see a picture of Drax and I thought it looked proportionally a little strange. Um, so I, I wonder if it's like the older, he- like, I don't know if it's a new head sculpt or not. It was hard to tell, uh, based at least on the images I saw, maybe they've pieced it together a little bit, but I'm, I'm trying to avoid this line. Cause this is one of my favorite movies of this past year. Uh, I saw this movie in theaters three times. Uh, I loved it. Um, and I really liked Nebula, uh, as a standout performance in the, in the film. So I was already really trying to decide whether I wanted this Nebula or, uh, you know, the, the Ravager suit Nebula from the past, but to commit to all of them is a lot. So I'm trying to talk myself out of it, I think, entirely at this point and strategize my collection otherwise. But it's hard because I actually really liked this film. Uh, they're all badass, though, for sure. If they did a seven pack of these, would you? No. <laughs> would, oh, Jesus oh Christ. God. If it was Release a good price seven pack, pack I, would, I would consider it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Only 3,000 Canadian. Um... <laughs> Modoc got um, shown, and I mean, I I guess like I I didn't think he was that cool, but the uh, the chat earlier were saying that they wanted to see um, uh, they wanted to actually purchase this. So I mean, is Modoc like that guy? Like people really like him that much? Not I, that uh, guy. He's not that guy, pal. I don't know. Let me pull up these photos from the Hot Toys Reddit. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just maybe I didn't read the room, but what what do y'all think? Is this like a must-have figure? It's a little bit like Lane in that picture, that bro. I messaged Lane and I was so like, "Can Photoshop your face up. onto this?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Okay, I understand." Poor Lane. <laughs> I mean, this is a huge space eater. I, I mean, it looks huge, exactly like he did in the movie. So that's crazy. Like it looks super detailed, but no, I don't think he's that guy. I don't. I don't even think this will sell that well. It's going to be expensive too, right? Yeah. It's going to be expensive. It's going to eat up a lot of room in the collection. Like TC saying, like, how well will this really sell? There, yeah. It just uh, doesn't feel like one that they'll actually end up doing, especially because the movie was so panned. I'm shocked that they didn't just like throw this in a, you know, a dark room somewhere and never speak of it. it it's, you know, they seem to nail it, but yeah, it's just too random of an, of an addition. I think it's just the size that throws me off. If if it could have just been this, because he's not, he doesn't have all his weapons displayed out like this all the time, uh, especially in the movie. If they just had the kind of more compacted version of him, uh, I might be more interested. Because like you said, Eddie, it's it does look exactly like how he looked like in the film, and the detailing on that face, at least in this picture, looks it's cre- weird. It's creepy, real. Like it's the it's, eyes are wild. It looks like you could touch it, and it would feel like you're touching a bald guy's head you know like i, I don't know it, it's, wow. it's it's, it's got a extra for that <laughs> <laughs> so but i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't get this unfortunately at this point not based on what it looks like here and i feel like it i mean this is to me prime for like a power pose right it doesn't need to be a full figure release you know a, a somewhat of a static statue i, I could see this actually come into to solicitation i just didn't didn't think that 
enough people cared about this film or this character to warrant, you know, something official. I guess I was wrong. People were saying they'd buy this earlier in the chat. So uh, there's your MODOK there. We also have, we knew this was coming, Spider-Gwen. They've uh, showed it with the uh, Miles Morales and then the uh, 2099. So we, we, we knew that was coming. Um, our topic for tonight, unless anyone wants to just circle back on any of these, we'll move on. No? No. Okay. All right. Our topic for tonight, your collection. Does your collection represent you or does it represent what is cool? Marco, go ahead and lead us off here. Yeah, so this was actually Ben's topic, so maybe I'll defer to him on what exactly he meant by this one. But um, for me, so the way I'm interpreting this this question is my collection does represent me. Everything that I buy is something that I think is interesting. Now, not every single piece that I have in the collection is like, this was my favorite thing when I was a kid or this was my favorite film that I saw. Um, A lot of the things are just like I have a connection to this character, to this design, to this piece of art. So I would say like this carnage is a good example of it representing my collect, collect representing me in that I didn't like the film at all. I almost walked out of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, but I love the Carnage character. I love how it looks in the six scale design. And so I've got that connection there. And so I think I, you know, can kind of parse it out in a lot of different ways. The same with the Mars Toys Joker that we talked about earlier. I can have that in my display and say, you know, it's a Joker. I didn't necessarily love the 66 film, but, you know, opening that, opening that up, it reminded me of being at my grandparents' house, watching the 66, car, not the cartoon, but the, the show kind of on syndication. Um, and then I kind of got the feels for it. So it's, you know, again, not everything is going to have like a deep emotional connection, but everything that I buy represents something that I feel towards that property um, and not just things that just look cool. Everybody, well said. The question for me uh, came out uh, of our last Let's Get Nuts live stream on the Ben Thomas show on Sunday last week because Eddie and I were on there chatting. Um, and I don't remember what led the comment, but basically kind of what I positioned it as when you walk into my collection room, if you're somebody who doesn't know me very well, because obviously I talk about the nerdy shit I like all the time, whether it's Star Trek or Batman or, or whatever, Ninja Turtles, all of the things. If you didn't know me, you should be, in my opinion, should be able to walk into my collection room and look around and know all of the things that truly I get excited about. Um, whether that is six scale, whether it's art, whether it's pogs, whether it's Batman vehicles, whether it's stickers, well, like it doesn't matter what it is that's in here. I have my, my, the ashes of my cat Zelda, which was named after my favorite video game of all time. And also my favorite kitty of all time. Like she's part of the collection room now, like everything that's in here represents me in a part of my life. And I know that's a morbid example, but I don't even care because Marco, you mentioned it, you know, that tying to your grandparents. As soon as you mentioned that, to me, that resonated. Otherwise, it's, in my opinion, it's just a cool figure and objectively really cool. And if I had all the money in the world and all the space in the world, I'd buy everything that I just thought was cool, not even what represents me. But I started thinking about this stuff for my collection room actually after we had Chris Letty on last time. Because when Letty made his return back to streaming again and 
showing his collection room behind him again, he'd kind of talked about how he gutted a lot of his collection. Not gutted, but like sold a lot of things that didn't necessarily, you know, he'd bought because they were cool and not because they were like him, the representations of him. Uh, and I thought that was, was cool because the more I buy, the less space I have left. And so every little piece of space that's left in this room, I'm trying to allocate to the things that truly you know, are, are me, Ben, you know, not, not just because it, people think it's cool on the internet. And as a result, I'm like, that is pretty cool, but I don't need it. It's kind of like why TC, when you asked earlier, if I collect all the Star Trek lines, I love Star Trek. If I could have the money and space to get, to collect them all, I, I honestly probably would. But for me, it has to just be the next gen line. Uh, if I'm, if I'm going to collect the line, uh, cause space is also precious and money is precious. So for sure. Yeah. I um I don't really care what other people think is cool. I just don't. Um I would say the extent of my collection of how it, I organize it is maybe so that people can see certain parts that I want to be seen. Um you know, if you see my collection tour video, there's things here and here that you never really see and then up there. Um that's really the only extent that I care for for that, but um, obviously it's not super popular to have like seven Gandalfs or, you know, 64 retro symbiote Spider-Mans or, you know, I, I just don't care. I, I said this on Will's channel uh, on a similar topic, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to pay for all this shit and I'm the one that has to enjoy it when the camera is off and, you know, you know, 95% of the time that it exists in this space so I just don't care. I I mean, there's things that, like, I felt when I first started collecting, seeing the groups, like, I felt like there were figures that you, not that you had to have, but, like, I felt like if you wanted to be, like, popular on the groups that you would post. And then I, I just was, realized, like, that's stupid, and, and so I just started basically doing my own thing. Um, and I haven't really ever regretted that. Like, I feel very content with what my collection is. Uh, it's a mix of 1.6, 1.12, Lego, custom stuff, 3D printed stuff. Um, and I'm I'm super happy with it. I, I just don't really care. Um, sometimes what I like ends up lining up with what is cool, but it's never that I'm, like, seeking to buy something that I have no clue what it is. Um... Admittedly, there's videos I bought things that did look cool, but I bought them because I thought the design was cool and I enjoyed it, rather than like to appease like the internet mob, whatever. Like I, I just don't really care to be honest. Like I'm, I'm a grown ass man. Like I don't really care if people walk into my collection and were like, man, this sucks. Like I enjoy it. My kids enjoy it, or a kid enjoys it. My wife enjoys it. I'm the real deal, Eddie. I'm the real article. <laughs> um. What about what about UTC? Do you do you subscribe to that like hype beast mentality? Uh, not really. I, I think uh, maybe I have a little different take on it. I I've been around Hot Toys for like since 2015. Uh, it's around. I wasn't always collecting them, but uh, I used to like if if I collected my number one character right now, I would collect only Iron Man because love Tony Stark. He's my number one guy, Iron Man. But I won't buy an Iron Man figure anymore. I think I just, from my past decisions, probably just scarred from it. So uh, I think what 
what I buy more now is kind of what I just think Hot Toys does a good job with. And if it aligns with a character I like, then I'll I'll look for the version of the character I like the most, like Luke Skywalker. You know, Luke Skywalker, I'm not the biggest Luke fan, but I do appreciate what Hot Toys done has done, and I like the Bespin Luke. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, my expression of me is not necessarily, you know, a specific figure. It's more of having figures in the collection, kind of as a, as a more broad thing. And then within that, uh, you know... I will focus on things like I have my Mandalorian collection. That's that's probably my favorite thing. I'm gonna get the the Lord of the Rings stuff from Inart, but outside of that, I kind of just taken a more relaxed, general approach to how I collect. And we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I don't really care what people think. I will say I have you know bought figures just because they're exclusive. But that's just <laughs> how I've always been, you know, in in some capacity. So. Yeah. Totally, man. So for me, I guess the reason uh, this stood out for me when Ben mentioned it is because I think that's the way my collecting has escalated is like now I'm super picky about what I'm getting and super like just on. I finally figured out my path, I think. So First of all, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to collect. If you want to buy all the shit just because it's hype and it's limited or it's exclusive or people don't have it, whatever, that collect the way you want to collect. I don't care. But I don't want people to come into my collection and think, oh, he loves Hot Toys or he loves one certain brand. I never thought, like, I've never been that kind of collector. I kind of like to mix and match everything and get different stuff all over you know, Legos and model kits and hot toys and all kinds of different stuff. So, But I do want people to come in and go, oh, he loves the 80s, he loves the 90s, he loves cartoons, he loves video games. Like, I I, I, I kind of like that Ben mentioned, like, they can come in and kind of get an idea of who you are. And, like, I don't – even though some stuff is cool and I may have that stuff here or there, like, stuff that – like I never had nostalgia for or I never really love love. It's just because it looks really cool. I will have maybe one or two of that, but I don't want people to come in and like see something and go, oh, he loves, I don't I don't even have a, like an example because I don't have shit in here that I don't like that is just cool. But like I don't want him to see one thing and go, oh, he just, he likes that. He likes that and then really it's just there because it's cool or something or like, I don't know if that makes sense. But going forward... Yeah, everything, like, I kind of want it to have a, a reason and be like, oh, he loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. He loves, uh, you know, like I said, like, he loves, like, action movies. He loves, for comic stuff, he loves the the strong characters that are also kind of annoying and assholes because he's kind of, like, says whatever the hell ask. he wants to say. Like, yeah. So I want people to get a sense of my personality when they see what I get. And, like when something new comes out, it, people immediately think, Oh, like Eddie will want that. Also, like if your family member sees your shit and they're like, what could I possibly get Eddie that he would like, they will know exactly what I like because of what I got. There but. You, go. you know, it's a funny through line though. In all of our collections, if Joe Schmo walks in, they just realize like 
we just are in touch with our inner children that, you know, a part of us never grew up that we just love the things that, you know, growing up, we had an attachment to like, that's really all that most people are going to see like, Oh, this is really cool. But also they're just a big kid. And I'm kind of proud of that. I've, I've grown from being ashamed of that to like wearing that, you know, on my sleeve a lot more often. I appreciate that. That's a good sentiment. Do people, uh, do you show off your rooms often? Hardly anyone ever comes in my office. Except for my dog, my wife. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that um, cough is horrendous. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I I don't have a lot of people over. Usually, if they're over, they're collectors. Um, every once in a while, my wife will have someone over, and they'll get a glimpse from like the. We have a small house, so you can kind of see into every room um so every once in a while but it's not often yeah it's not often i've had a lot of people through my my room lately but mostly because oh um, wow i'm, I'm just i'm, I'm excited magnum <laughs> oh i'm just excited to show people i think it's cool i have like i put a lot of time and effort into this room like this is probably the most developed room in my whole apartment right now and yeah, I, I've been going on dates recently. I've also had dates over here. Uh, and it's interesting seeing like a, a female's perspective uh, of a collection room. Like I had my friend Hannah in here the other day and I was showing her the figures. I let her like hold an Iron Man so she knew what like the weight of an Iron Man felt like. Because like to me, I'm like that. It feels expensive, you know, it's heavy, it's cool. Like, uh, um, And while she thought it was all like cool stuff, she doesn't have the same connection to it as, as I do, but still... Again, same thing. She could look around and be like, "Oh, you you clearly like X, Y, and Z property. You like, you're you're a geek." But it being a geek is kind of cool nowadays too. Like there was a time where I didn't even tell people I like Batman, let alone like collect Batman. Like it wasn't cool to be a nerd at one point. Now it now it's cool again and has been for a pretty long time. Um, so I feel like if that's a part of your personality. Uh, kind of like you said, Marco, celebrate it. Who cares if if somebody doesn't like you because you collect figures? Screw that guy or girl. Like, you don't want to be matter. your friend anyway. Don't want to be your friend. Yeah, right. I want to. And and it helps to have a door to your collection room because if you have somebody over uh, that you don't trust or you think will be judgy, then close the door and they can they can f off. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the first thing that I show off, but you know, as folks like kind of if we tour the house and I'm like, here's you know the theater and collection room and I don't like like turn on all the lights, but most most of the time people are like, whoa, what's going on here? And I'm didn't like, you have some how much they cost. some people that were really impressed recently? I think you said like your cousin's girlfriend yeah, or some friend my came. My cousin's over girlfriend and, like, and yeah, you thought they were going to clown were, on you, but they're much younger. It. They're like in their, you know, they're in their mid twenties, and I was like, oh, these young ladies are going to roast me right now, and they were you know, obsessed with the collection. So I did feel pretty cool that day for sure, which wow. doesn't happen often for me. So I was like, wow, I've... this Marco guy's got money. Damn. There we go. <laughs> I've never had, spends it on um, dumb shit. <laughs> I've never had the luxury of having a separate room to have my collection in. So anybody who comes into my apartment ever will see it. So like I've had like the dude that comes over to install the internet come over and like look at my all my collection and be like oh this is really cool or like yeah you know just random be or if adriana's friends came inside like and because half of it is in the bedroom and there's some stuff in the living room they come in they're gonna see everything that i have in the bedroom or so like 
I guess I've always had people look at the collection, you know, so that's kind of why I want it more to represent me and not just like represent some, like, I, I don't want to be known as a hoarder too. So mm-hmm. there's like a, there's like a separation between collecting and hoarding. So I guess I want it to be more, um, curated than, than just a bunch of shit. It's a very thin line. I feel like I'm crossing that line lately because I know I'm moving, so I'm not really cleaning too much in here. It's getting bad, bro. I need to get my shit in order because I've been here for a while. Nothing made me feel like a bit of a figure hoarder until I had to move and I had to, like, the stack of boxes in my apartment that were literally just six scale boxes was aggressive. And I, and I don't have near the size of collection as some folks do. Like, I'm just under 40 figures at this point, which for me is a lot. For some people, Damn, like that's son. that's nothing though, right? Five, some of you guys have six. hundreds, right? So, <laughs> I so like I'm like, when six. I see forty Hot Toys boxes stacked out in the living room, I'm like, okay, like I I might need to slow her down here soon, <laughs> uh, especially since most of those for me have come in the last in the last two years. But um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I think you know, I had a friend once who I went to his house. Uh, and he was an older guy going through a divorce. And this is way before I collected six scale, like years before. And he had a whole sideshow six scale collection in his basement. Uh, but it was really overwhelming. Posters were overlapping posters. Figures were overlapping figures. Like it was just stuffed into this basement room. And it felt really overwhelming even to me. Uh, and and he was showing me because he knew I was a fellow nerd. He knew that I would think lots of it was cool. And I did. But I did feel a little overwhelmed um, by just like how much stuff was was packed in there, and so that's a takeaway that I've always had. Like I don't want anybody to come in, kind of like you said, Eddie, to, to and feel like overwhelmed. But some people just would, even with the amount of figures that I have, because that's thirty nine more than they'd ever consider buying, because they might have one favorite character, not <laughs> not fifty or a hundred, like some of us figure collectors have, right? So. It's yeah. it's so subjective as to whether it's it's a, it's like you said a, like a hoarding mentality or or collecting it's just in general mentality versus versus being strategic. Just I love this point. discussion. Quick Good point uh, to your point, Ben. You mentioned earlier uh, having a door to the collection room is nice. I'll mm-hmm. attest to that because we'll just call it uh, without a family, friends, kid uh, went into no. my collection room one time, Frats. took the Funko Pop. Was out that? of the box immediately, and then Ooh, took it out of the off. box. Do you smack yeah. it? Uh, no, it was a it was a cheap Funko Pop Spider Man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it 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 happens, and it 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 hurt a little bit. But uh, no, no, yeah, all good. The other thing, cool thing I think is the stories that come out of people seeing your collection. So, for example, you mentioned the uh, the internet guy Eddie. I had that happen with me recently. I had yeah. an internet guy come through and set it up. And as soon as he walked in, it's interesting to see what, you know, characters those people gravitate to. This particular guy loved the Marty McFly and Doc Brown behind me. He thought it was the coolest representation that you could get. Like, he'd never seen Six Scale before. He'd never heard of it before. So, you know, we rag on the Doc Brown for not being the updated sculpt and still having the holes behind his his ears and everything, right? But he saw this Doc Brown and was like, oh my god, it's Christopher Lloyd and, like what you have marty mcfly too and he's like can i like can i see it up close like can i can I? absolutely he was not. just blown away <laughs> so i mean like it's but and then he told me about his his love for the film franchise and that he was something that he explored with his dad you know back when his dad was alive and he just had such an attachment and he was going to go out and look for these these figures after the fact it was like it's cool the stories that come out of what people collect or connect uh, with your collection as well so if you ask them it's awesome 
None of you guys have beautiful beads to your Anal collection beads. to your collection room. Like dangling beads that I no imagine idea. Ben would have like a smoke that's room. A, that's a bad like thing. with fucking bean bags and like you know, neon <laughs> lights and shit. <laughs> He's got a bean he has neon light. lights. I've know? got lots He's not of neon that lights. type of stoner, all right. <laughs> Could be. Could be yeah. No, no, no beads in this house. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, our movie of the week is Jurassic World Dominion. I don't even think I got the summary for today. Let's look this up real quick. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, four years after the, the destruction of Isla Nublar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are able to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most famous creatures. Um, I I saw this movie a little late into its theatrical run, and I knew that it was bad. Like, everyone told me it was bad. And for context, Jurassic Park is my favorite film of all time. Knowing that it was going to be bad, I fucking love this movie. It has so much shit going on in this movie. There's like a kidnapping plot, a dinosaur plot, fucking dinosaurs everywhere, locust plot, Clones Henry Wu humans. redemption arc, penis. I don't know what you just said, but there's there's something for everyone here. And I I got to say the dinosaur scenes were fucking awesome. The um I don't know where they're at. They're like in some tropical sort of place but with, with the the white velociraptors running through the street and like the underground dinosaur fighting ring and just all that fucking commotion i was like at the edge of my seat i was like holy shit this movie is fucking awesome the fight the dinosaur fights in the movie are fucking awesome um the the special effects were pretty good i i i didn't really see anything that really struck me as odd maybe the locusts at some point but man if you can set aside like hey Jurassic Park was a really great film and now these movies are just really fun movies if you can separate those I think you would enjoy it and I think a lot of people couldn't quite separate that this is a fun movie um it just has a lot going on but I absolutely love it seeing Sam Neill uh, on the big screen again uh, reprising the role from Jurassic Park 3, uh, obviously Jurassic Park 1, fantastic, Ian Malcolm, um, just, just fucking Ellie Sattler, like, this movie had it all for me, like, I feel like this movie gave me what The Force Awakens slash Star Wars couldn't with, like, reuniting the big three on the big screen for, like, one last adventure, and it is a bad movie, like, it's not a good movie. But just having, like, the closure of my childhood, like, I remember as a kid, <coughs> when, uh, in Jurassic Park 3, when, I guess it's either made known that uh, Ellie Sattler's married to somebody else, I was kind of bummed by that, I was like, man, I really felt like they would get married, right? And to see them have, like, you know, she's divorced now, like, there's, like, that hope again, it's just so good, like, I, I really like this movie, the pilot character's really fun. Some really cool dinosaurs like the Quetzalcoatlus, the Giganotosaurus, and the uh, the 
Therizinosaurus, the big claws. You're just um, making up shit at this point. <laughs> bro, that scene where she, she's in the parachute and it's like hunting and it like yeets that deer. Bro, such suspense. The <laughs> the cave scene. If you can overlook an absolutely like clusterfuck of plot, this movie is fucking awesome. I, I love this movie. I will defend this movie. I will die on this hill. This movie is fucking dope. I love this movie. Yeah. Zach, you're a madman, but I have to agree with you that okay, I am a madman. I'm not as enthusiastic about this film as you are, but I had insanely low expectations because the previous one, Jurassic World, um, what was it called? Was it uh, uh, Fallen Kingdom? There you go. Fallen Kingdom was terrible. Absolutely despised Fallen Kingdom. I really enjoyed Jurassic World, though. I thought, Jurassic you know, World's it wasn't, a really good movie. Yeah, it wasn't like a perfect film, but to see the park fully realized, I was like, actually, this is pretty incredible. Um, so, so was hyped off the first one. Second one was horrendous. I hadn't seen this one up until I picked it for movie of the week and watched it. And I was like pleasantly surprised. Yes, there are parts that are like ab- absolutely a fever dream. Like the dinosaur wet market was bizarre, but you know, it was kind of hype though. Like all of the action uh, within that, you know, kind of set piece was pretty incredible. Um, I, I just thought it was, you know, obviously you mentioned bringing back the old cast. Um, I thought there were a lot of really redeeming qualities. And again, you know, probably about halfway through this film, I was thinking, I was like, this isn't nearly as bad as everyone was saying it was. And and obviously speaking to expectations, um, they were just set so low that I was just able to enjoy it for what it was and not what I wanted it to be. Um, and I just want to quickly shout out John, the everyday collector, because he used to always read the rotten tomatoes and I'm going to try to bring that back here. So 29% um, was the tomato meter. So 29% of critics thought it was at least fresh. That maybe is like three stars and above out of five. Um, and then what was the 77, fans number? yeah, so 77% of the audience enjoyed it. So I think, you know, you see that disconnect there and that's always pretty intriguing for the most part. I'd normally feel like I fall with the critics, but on this, in this instance, I think this is like, there are a lot of redeeming qualities. Again, there's a lot of really stupid stuff in here, but I think you just shut off your brain, maybe have some popcorn, have a drink. If you're into that thing, uh, other things that Ben Thomas would do and yeah, just enjoy it. I think. So what do you think, Ben? Just, uh, I mean, just, just quickly here. One thing to remember about the Rotten Tomato score is the critic score is a yes or no. Is it fresh, thumbs up, yeah. or is it rotten, thumbs down? There's no like, oh, it's like an 8 out of 10. It's like a 5 out of 10. That's where the fan score, you actually give it a rating. So when a movie has 100% fresh, that means of the number of critics that they showed, all of them said, like, this is a fresh movie. Fresh, so yeah. it's it's a little... In that case, it'd be like 30% of critics said it was a good movie and 70 didn't, whereas the well, fan score even... is just a rating of the movie overall, yeah. 10 or 5. And I don't even know if the cutoff is good. They might just say it's an okay film, right? Okay could be fresh, and it's not, like, bad. But, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's, there's not a, lot of, it's very, not a lot of wiggle room. Yes or no, it's... Yeah, you're right. It's very black and white. Sorry. No, no worries, no worries. Um, hmm. So, I your take on it, it was like the most rose-colored glasses take I've ever heard you have, I think, to be honest. I know you love Jurassic Park, and I, I know do. you love dinosaurs. I do. And pretty much if you combine the two, you'll probably have a good time at the very least. I did. I had extremely low expectations for this film, and I don't feel like it even met those expectations. I hate to say it. Now... The expectations that I had were that I would be very nostalgic seeing all the old cast back together. 
And there were elements of that that I did like. I didn't like, though, that Sam Neill's character is the number two choice beyond her ex-husband at this point. Like, after Jurassic Park and they're flying off in the helicopter together and they hold hands, that should have been it. That should have been their life and their destiny. And I get they have life beyond that movie. Um, but that just made him feel like a second choice. Uh, I really didn't like their daughter in this film. I thought she was super annoying. Uh, she just was not obedient at all or understanding of anything that they were trying to relate to her. I thought they found her too easily. Like once she was kidnapped, I was like, how do you get kidnapped in this world and get found again by buddy here riding off? And like, it just, it didn't, it just felt smushed together. Um, I did not like it. Somebody, uh, I think it was F. Wellington in the chat said Jurassic Park Dominion is like or equal to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I liked Afterlife more. Afterlife made me tear up with the Harold Ramis parts and stuff at the end. No part of this was nostalgic enough for me to feel that emotionally connected, which then to me, I had to rely on the movie then being a good movie. And I didn't feel like it was that great. There were cool parts and the scenery is cool. The locust scene was really cool. Uh, like there were parts that I thought were fun. Um, but then there were also parts that I thought were silly. Like, like when, um, Owen, uh, Owen, the character, um, what's his name? Chris Pratt's character, Owen, there's a scene where he falls into ice cold water and I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is going to get dire quick. And then he just gets out and he's like, not even wet and or cold for some reason. He just like gets up and keeps going. And I'm like, okay. Bro, like he's a Navy where, SEAL. Gotta give him some credit. Ah, uh, man. The stakes, the stakes just felt, as I said, it just, I don't know. I did, I did, I, wa I watched this about seven months ago and when it was the movie of the week this week i was like okay i'll, I'll re-watch it maybe i missed some things that i that i thought i would like more and i did not i will never watch this movie again real quick this. for some reason comments aren't loading on streamer so i was like man they yeah, really hate the not, show. yeah. Th this like, was the last so comment on my end i was like uh or uh, sorry the seven pack i was like <laughs> man people are really have not vibe with the last 32 minutes of the show there's, there's a, a lot, lot of comments, comments. Yeah. There's a shitload of co I feel I feel awful that we have not been. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, people, I thought watching. it was just my streamyard. Yeah, I was like, wow, we yeah, we absolutely suck. Um, like ben, it's funny joke. that you mentioned the the water thing in Jurassic World when he cuts the gasoline and he's like rubs it all over himself and like the next scene he walks into the room and he's like completely clean and no one's like. Dude, you smell like gas and like just you smell like ass. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, gas. <laughs> you smell like gas and ass, bro. What are you doing? That's yeah, funny. That's oh man, that's funny. What did you What did you think about it, Eddie? Oh, this is a tremendous piece of shit. Um, it's horrible. It is by far the worst film in the franchise. It sucks. It took itself way too seriously. This is like Mission Impossible with dinosaurs. It's the fucking stupidest thing. And they tried to make the locust like a world ending thing. Like, we came here to see dinosaurs and the plot is the locust. Yeah, what that the fuck? Sucked. And it, the only thing that's cool about this is the fact that there's different dinosaurs that we haven't seen before. And the fact that they brought Dodson back, which is like a nod to Dodson. true fans. Like, Bro, I, in the immediate, you're like, it's Dodson. Nod. Yeah, so that was probably the coolest fucking thing of the movie, but. No, I fucking hate this movie so much. It it oh, made no you. fucking sense. It, it sucks. I did actually I like the falling, falling Kingdom more. 
I when I when I saw I, that one, I thought I liked that movie's cool. dope too. All these movies are Kingdom fucking bangers. Fall of Kingdom like is by this far is, better than this. Even this if that is one significantly sucks, significantly it's better than that worlds one. better. I don't think y'all realize like, like when I was a kid, Jurassic Park scared the shit out of me. It was horrifying. And these movies, I think, capture that really well. Like when I saw Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, my daughter actually started crying of how scared she was. And I like that's what you need, right? Like it's got to scare the kids. It wasn't scary to me as a <laughs> you know, kid. It was, I was in kids. awe. I was like, "This is fucking like, it's like amazing." Like all these dinosaurs, I wasn't scared of it. I I would rather be in awe than Bro, be scared. The only scary part was I that severed not, arm in the in the underground. Yeah, that was, I that kid was you not. As a kid, bad. my nightmare and the reason I couldn't sleep as a kid was that I'd look out my window. And see a T-Rex with like Dude, my dog's so collar many dreams. hanging out of his mouth. Bro. I'm not going to lie. That scene that, fucked me up. That's why bad, we're brothers. Bro. I have nightmares to this day na- about that weird shit. Weird neighbors. Bro, pancake. I do. That's not even like a little morsel, bro. <laughs> that's right. That's I have nightmares taco, about, about T-Rexes like being rampant in the city. Um, I, so I so yes, thought, you did get scared from it. It's, no. it's a scary movie. But These the movie didn't films. scare me. Like I had nightmares of a fucking T-Rex killing me but i wasn't just riding public movie. transit and all of a sudden the t-rex is running alongside but um i would have thought trying to get a damn rental and a fucking <laughs> car comes in from a t-rex i didn't like how easily the dinosaurs were like incorporated into everyday life like i would have thought if dinosaurs got loose it would have been much more like i am legend kind of vibe like like day like end of world like like apocalypse and the cities would be like deserted and people would be like have created their own sanctuaries and shit like that. I would have thought that, but it's like, no, there's black markets of dinosaurs and, and like rings of fighting. And like, I don't know. I, I thought, thought that made a lot of sense. Like, yeah. Can you imagine like if, I mean, you're not talking like thousands of dinosaurs, right? Like if 10 velociraptors got loose, bro, the police and the Navy or what is it? The national guard would take care of that. Like, in an hour like, bro dean would take care of that have you seen how many guns that guy yeah if they came in texas are you kidding me <laughs> they um yeah i i don't think that uh that it would have been like all doom and gloom to be honest like to me the the biggest threat life ironically was the locust like yeah like that could be a real thing right like there's that's, always that threat with wars that like people are going to go after food supply and water, right? Like that's the fucking that problem. seemed more realistic to me than everybody wants realistic. It's fucking dinosaurs. They don't exist. There's no fucking realistic. <laughs> You're not real, so, man. Just wait for the gritty reboot in ten years, then we'll get that. Yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's uh. Let's call it here. Oh, you're not gonna let TC wow, talk. Okay. Oh, sorry, TC. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The generational. Hang on. <laughs> Poor guy had to watch the movie. Gets... You better get a stake. Gets... Hang on, TC. <laughs> Hang on, TC. No. A man can only admit when he was wrong and ask forgiveness. My bad, baby. He did that shit to me like four times <laughs> last week. It was on purpose. No so this was no. an accident. I just have a question for you. Actually, I didn't think it was that bad, but how dare you? The Did you watch the extended cut? And 12 minutes, extended cut? 12 minutes oh, longer. The extended cut. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's in the extended cut? Is it more Bryce Dallas Howard? The, and no, unfortunately not. But the uh, extended cut, um, the opening scene is dramatically different than what? the opening scene of the regular cut. So I don't want to spoil no it for you. But it, it sets up the end. What? 
It's it's Wait, it's very what? interesting. Do you want me to tell you what happens, or do you want to see for yourself? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's an extra twelve minutes and six seconds of footage. Is it twelve wow, minutes at the beginning or twelve minutes sprinkled throughout? It's sprinkled throughout. There's like an extra four minutes at the beginning, and then there's a couple extra scenes throughout the movie. But well, well tell me what happens in the beginning. I'm so the beginning is like a bunch of shots with different dinosaurs, and they're in, you know, in the in the wild. Yeah. But then it's the Giganosaurus versus T Rex round one. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah. Yes. So then the, the T-Rex loses, yeah. and it sets up the middle battle, that kind of scruff that they yeah. had, and then at the end, it has the other one. Well, it's also, also, I, I want to say that you get the amber from that, right? Like the bug. I don't think I watched yes. that today, yeah. but I have seen that before. And then also in the middle, like when they're at the uh, underground ring, that negotiation with the with the dude and the pilot, she's like 2,000, and or he says 2,000, and then she goes 8,000. That's not in the regular cut. The negotiations are there, and then also you don't see the fight between you don't see the cockfight basically, with the little dinosaur versus the chicken wow. dinosaur. I love oh. cocks. So this is a couple um, interesting things, but Jesus, clip I that. Know. I rank it. I rank <laughs> this one like I say one, three, four, six, five, two. Wow, two. Wait, two is PC. that low? How you like dare two? you? I, I should have cut you two. off earlier. How dare you, TC? Like, Wait, time out. Say too. that again. Say that again. One, one, three, four. Hang on. Which okay. Is, okay. Four. Okay. Six, five, two. You motherfucker. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? Swap, swap three and two and we're. I would go. No, 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 no. One, six, two, five. Wait. Hang on. Everyone give us. Everyone give us. Four and two. Bit. Swap four and two and you're good. I'm going one, two, four. Three, six, five. Mine's really easy. One, three, six, two. Uh, wait, okay, never mind. <laughs> Come back to me. Too many numbers. I went to public. Mine's school. easy. Come mine's on. mine's one, three, two, four, five, six. Okay, I, I can see that. Uh, ben, what about you? It would be for me one, three, four, two. Okay. Five and six. I, I respect that list. <laughs> I can't respect TZs. I'm sorry. Did I lose my points? No. You're okay. Cool. Let's see. Did I get them all here? One, four, two, five, three. You missed did I miss one here? Six. six. Oh, it's six. Oh, sorry. Swap. Yes. Swap six and five. Swap six and five. I can't That's do too much math. Numbers. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I had to look I, up what all the movies were. I didn't even realize there'd been that many. Honestly, yeah, there's three OGs and three new. And we yeah. need an Alan Grant figure. What is this? Oh man, we almost dude. had one by Chronicle, Inart. but then they I they know, folded. Dude. We need to ask Inart. Dude, we I don't want to spend five hundred dollars on the new, that. Uh, I do. The new Harrison Ford one is close. <laughs> Swap that. Wow, it is Wait, close. Huh? What did you <laughs> say? <laughs> the new Indiana Jones figure. It's it's close. Jesus, wow, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> F. Wellington says, "Here's my ranking. They're all the same. How dare you?" I was oh, Someone ban him, please. God. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, Marco, do you mind to read these for me again this week? Yeah, yeah so I think Ben did it last week. and he kind Or of whoever, it whoever so did try. great. Let's go yeah, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valenserina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, don't, don't Six Guns Figs, Badfish, Toy Cartel, 
Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Kret, <laughs> Big Fern, Cesar Maroquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Vomonsky, Rick D. De, De Grorio, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Asusina, the illustrious Rainer, Alid Morgan, Tukothri, Wa, Dark, uh, that one I don't have. Derek B. Aries Portillo. <laughs> Derek B. There you go. Aries Portillo, Alvin J., Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Mesa, D Rock, Matt Clevenger, Seth, T- Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Dalmathon, Stephen Percha, Son, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, <laughs> Son Stephen Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Ben, take it away. Brandon Palmer! Nice. Wow, wow that was <laughs> solid. My old folk neighbors are probably like, what the fuck is going They're on? They're like, there's all this moaning and yelling from his apartment. What is going on? <laughs> Uh, the July-August Patreon benefits the ZW sticker and the Small Talk new logo sticker. You guys, uh, if you're receiving the Patreon mail, you would have gotten the ZW already. I was a little late sending the May-June, so I tossed in the July-August uh, first half. Uh, Patreon, how dare you. Patreon starts, I've uh, been battling this damn COVID-54 for, it seems like forever. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but kicking my ass. Uh, Patreon starts at $5 for the digital hot seat, $7.50 for the stickers, $15 for the certified crispy certificate, and $25 for the Pog Deluxe set. We're actually at our last Pog set. We need to uh, um, order another set, and so we're, we're kind of taking suggestions for that. So uh, we'll, we'll work on like a rough draft uh, for you guys. Uh, channel members, we have Absolute Irwin. Alvin J, Andre, Andres IB, Andrew Gibo, Benjamin Hansen, Big Old Fern, Blurred Dad Life, Bob Dylan, CC3PO, Chris V, Cram, CT603, DJ, Daminator, Dante's Boneyard, Eclectic Collector, Equan, Fat Batman, Gare Bear, Gotham Cenobites, Jake, Just Another Friday Night, Justin Sports Cards Museums, uh, KJ Smith, LV Avenger 702, Mark Pearson, Eddie Money Mendez, Mr. Mom's Collectibles, Knight, OG Fan, OMFG Rick, One Six Figure Focus, Paul Schreiber, Philip the Fool, S. Beam, Sambia, Slifer, SpongeBob, Squareball, Sunnyvale, Russ, The Ben Thomas Show, Toy Cartel, and Zeke. Uh, you can become a channel member for 99 cents if you are already a Patreon member, or 2.99 if you're not. Uh, friendly reminder for the Carnage giveaway: our bonus code today was Dean. Uh, we also have T Public. Uh, I believe it's on sale right now. We got a lot of shirts on there. If you guys want to support the network, get some swag. Uh, we've seen some people wanting workout shirts, and the Heather shirts are real nice and Bro, flowy for working out. Workout shirts, we yeah. Need we need a workout. Uh, we need some kind of gym logo. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. Like Gold's Gym, but it's like C three PO, but lift, lifting. C3 yeah, like a PO? working out. <laughs> you want it's a shirt with CC on? It? I would rather like Hulk or, or something. Um, like that. Wait, what? Oh, CC real. When I think of you know. You know, uh, icons from the culture that we follow. I don't think of C3PO working out, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it depends true. if uh, Disney makes a retro styled uh, C3 like they did with that R2. I might have a, a hulking buff C3PO droid. <laughs> there so. we go. Uh, looking at the network, we have live unboxing Mondays, question of the week on Sundays, small talk Thursdays. I believe they're this Thursday. 
uh, alternating with OFAC after dark tomorrow at 10.30, live in the dice. Uh, we're recording Friday unlisted, and then we're streaming it Saturday. We also have uh, Bricks and Brew and Oxpeedy just trying to balance. Uh, I feel like we're kind of limping a little bit on the, uh, uh, you know, with being sick and Dean being out and just, you know, it's just been kind of a rough few weeks. So bear with us. We'll be back to 100% soon, but we appreciate Eddie and Marco and Ben and TC stepping up and helping us still put on a show. Uh, be sure to check out Eddie on Made Media, his YouTube channel, and uh, TC as well on the Six Scale Scavengers Collectors. Uh, TC, tell us uh, what we got going on on the uh, the return of the Scavengers Collectors. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we tend return to... Return of the Scavengers. Yeah, Return yeah. of the Scavengers. We're back to the Six Scale Scavengers. Um, yeah, so we're, we're just going to try and record every couple weeks. It's the last time it's been every three weeks, but that's just because of summer thing with vacations. But every other week we'll go live, uh, likely on a Wednesday or Thursday, eight to nine or nine to 10 in that range. And, uh, we're going live tomorrow night, eight o'clock PM Eastern time. So if you want to hear more of me as well as Chris Letty and the pod father, Brian Fontaine, join us. Look forward to it. I gotta say, I'm so damn excited. Y'all are back. TC. I remember during the pandemic, you left the show. It was an emotional moment for everyone that was, you know, watching <laughs> along with all of you. And so it's pretty cool to be able to stream with you and that y'all are back. So it's a yeah, great, great service for the community. Yeah. It actually, it was it was sad. But um, I think, you know, I, I think now just I think I'm just more well-rounded. I'm not as, I don't know, I think hyper-focused. Some people can do it, I tend to be a little bit, you know, I like other things besides figures that, you know, I try and keep myself a little more well balanced um, because I could really get into the weeds um, with this stuff. And I just try to, so can ben. St- I don't know. I, <laughs> I think that I just have to step back sometimes, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we can do a collab in the future. More to come on that. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Nice job. Good to have you back, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for Zach's going me. on Appreciate his fifth it. sentence right now when he's on mute. Yeah, you hate to see it. Oh, I had I I have two ways to mute, and so I was muted in one of those two you ways. Got like but three ways. Never mind. It was a terrible Mexican. No, I was saying yeah, we've been wanting to do a collab for quite a while, so be good to finally get that going. I'm excited to see him back too. I think Six Scale Scavengers got me through 2019, like exercise and. Watch, listening to podcasts and so at 2019 and the very beginning of 2020 i think so it'll be fun yeah. nice i can't nice. listen i can't listen to podcasts and exercise and just i get too into that and then i, I can't on like cardio motivated to lift cardio like walk only on cardio is music but lifting cardio, cardio, yeah. what do you do ben car or like just like music wise or no like uh how do you listen to podcasts Oh yeah, uh, but I I do a lot of driving for work. Ah, so yeah. I like I'm I do estimating for a paint company. So I'm oftentimes between sites. So even from where I live, my site this morning was 40 minutes. So like I queue up whatever whatever's up. That's how I got to know Collecting Weekly guys long before I was ever on the show. Was uh, I was listening to these guys and I heard them from Six Elk Scavengers. Like that's that was kind of the tie-in. And I always thought Dean's voice uh, was really drawing. Uh, he just he's got he's just got that voice. You know, like it's the voice we all miss today. You know, like it's yeah. Uh, he always drew, drew drew me in. And then I'm sure uh, some people like Zach out there. There's someone. Yeah, we call those I've... people um, <laughs> civilized. Oh. <laughs> I always like the back and forth between Zach and Dean, though, too, right? Because, like, when they get going at each other a little bit, it's it's funny. So, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, but in the car all the time. He's all right. everywhere I go. Um, anyone, anyone have any shout outs? Anything they want to plug that there's going on in their channels? Anybody? Definitely uh, shout out to the chat. Sorry we missed all the messages uh, over the last 45 minutes. As I said, for some reason it wasn't popping through in our, our live stream, StreamYard. But uh, we also love to hear from you guys in the comments down below. If you guys are listening to the stream after uh, on Spotify or wherever it's posted, leave us your comments. If you guys have takes on certain topics that we're talking about, uh, it's fun to hear from you guys. That's one of the, my, my favorite parts of having my own channel. Uh, is yeah. you know, given my take on Star Trek figure today, and then hearing what you guys think. So let us know, uh, and we always we always read them, and we get a kick out of it. So uh, I will write back to every comment that you guys leave. There you go. There you go. Hold them to it. Only the good ones. Challenge. Just kidding. Nick's collectibles. Sorry, real quick. Says you guys are the goats. Thanks, Nick. Yellow Thanks, Nick. shout out to the pears. And then, yeah, last shout-out to Let's Get Nuts uh, this past Sunday. We had a great panelist, uh, or a great panel of people again. Um, and I think the show got a little suppressed for some reason this week. It's not getting as many views or as, as, as the algorithm just didn't hit. Wow. So if you guys have missed this There's last Sunday... There's a lot of dirtiness it, uh, on week, the last one, so maybe that will have uh, There was a lot of... Maybe we got, of got suppressed. <laughs> a lot of nuts. Nuts. Uh, nuts. If you guys missed Let's Get Nuts on Sunday this past week, go tune in. Uh, it was a fun show uh, with the boys over there as well, so... Uh, this weekend, we got San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm going to be seeing Marco and, and a lot of CW people, Danny and Fern, and uh, I'm sure the CC, CC3PO. We're going to see a lot of people. So I'm, I don't know that I'll go live on my channel or on Instagram, but I'm sure some people will. And so keep, keep an eye on, open on all the different channels because we're all going to be hanging out. I'm sure there's going to be posts, and so it'll be pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it is unfortunate that Sideshow will not be there, but I'm sure that, you know, we'll get our hands on some type of, you know, collectibles throughout the entire show. Hell yeah. Shout out to the chat for sticking with us. I know it's been kind of a rough few weeks, but the show must go on and we will... Uh, how dare you, Rob Barnes? Which one is Zach? Uh, the show must go on and, uh, you know, Rain or Shine will try to be here for you guys. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's end here. I'm Zach. I'm Marco. Shit, I was mute. You hate to see it. I, 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 I said it, it on time. I said it mute now, I'm Ben. Bad. Stay off the weed. <laughs> I'm Eddie. And I'm TC. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Later. Jumbo Babies.